Woo! I got the feeling that today is a special day, and we need to celebrate. Now it's time to celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Now it's time oh, yeah. crazy crazy but finally we are here we are at the night we are at our anniversary show and I just want to tell you guys our 16th anniversary it's crazy isn't it right 16 years who could believe that I can't I can't I have no no especially a little bit later we're going to have Jimmy Ray come on with us because he is a huge part in the reason this show exists this all cause and effect chain of events and we're going to explain that to you here on our anniversary show tonight we're going to talk about how it is we ended up here right now tonight in this moment together all of us all over the whole world what is it what was the chain of events that brought us all to spending this time together some of us brand new friends that we've just made some of us that we've known before the cafe existed some of you that come and go and call in once in a while, and some of you who are here every single week creating the magic. In the last 16 years, you guys have built this incredible community. I'm the door. I'm a doorknob. I'm like that doorknob on the movie The Labyrinth that's got that thing in it. You know who I'm talking about. You all know. You're your you're Labyrinth movie groupies. And if you're not, go get on Netflix and watch it now. Not, well, after the show now. Anyway, okay, so, yeah, I'm the door. Where was I? Rewind. I'm the door. But you guys are the walls and the roof and every floorboard and every seat cushion, every coffee cup. You guys are the cafe. 
and in the 16 years that we've been on the air, there's only one time where we ever had any drama. And some of you may have been around um, when that happened, but the bit of drama, you know, except for trolls. Trolls don't count because they're just nothing. But, yeah, one time someone called in and gave the uh, gave one of my poets in fact, I think Carlos is, I'm not going to tell this story because I think this was the first show Carlos ever went to. So I'm going to let him tell this story about that if he wants to. And if not, by the time we get down to him, I'll be so confused and have myself all inside out and backwards that I won't remember anyway. So anyway, that's cool. <laughs> but I just, I am excited that 16 years later, we are here together, still here. Do you understand the significance, the amazingness of that? I am so proud of you guys, and I am so proud to have been able to be along on this ride with you all this 16 years. Jeez. I was looking at pictures of me when I started the show. I was going back and trying to find some stuff. I was like, who in the hell is that little girl? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, it's, 16 years is a long time. That's unbelievable. We have some things we're going to do before we get together with you guys. We are not going to be doing our uh, ink, inspiration from the inkwell because it's just going to take up too much time tonight. So we're not going to do that. But we do have our December writing contest going on. So I don't want to not give you prompts and say, well, I could have had a whole bunch of entries into the prize drawing for the month if you'd have given me more prompts. So this is, this is my gift to you, my merry, happy, all the things gift to you. It doesn't matter what it is or when you wrote it, but I'm limiting you to 10. <laughs> this whole week, I don't care what it is. If you post one of your poems on my page, you're automatically entered into the drawing. But, but a limit of 10 poems for the week, okay? I don't want you to, like, add everything you've ever, ever, ever single thing you've ever written. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, this week, I don't care what it is, post a poem on my page, and it'll automatically get you put into the December prize drawing. And remember, I have not told you what the prize is, but I am telling you this, that if I were to tell you, you would sell your grandmother for that prize. So I'm that serious about it. Get your poems posted kids or you're going to cry like little babies like rolled up in the fetal position that you were thinking why why didn't I post my poem <sighs> it's going to happen so post your poems okay I want to take a moment and you guys know about the workshops I'm not going to go through that I do want to take a moment though and this is really important I want to thank our sponsors and this is really kind of a a, a doubly important thing being on the anniversary show like this. 16 years, you guys. Did I mention that? 16? 16. One six. That's like seven when you add them together. <laughs> 16 years. And where was I going with that? See, that's what's going to happen when I try to remember what I was going to tell Carlos, and he's going to have to remind me. I get lost. Back to what I was saying. So 16 years we've been doing the show. And 
it literally absolutely 100% could not be on the air still because of the prices that they the prices increase and stuff that they've done for our broadcasting license we would not be on the air anymore were it not for the help from our sponsors those of you who you know dipped into your pocket and you know threw me a quarter or threw whatever you could throw you know, to go towards the, the show's broadcasting license. And because I couldn't do it on my own, the prices have gone way, way up high, like over doubled. So, yeah, you guys are amazing. We are, by the way, my shameless plug here, we, uh, we are coming to the end of our 2022 year. So any of you who are interested in sponsoring our 2023 broadcasting license, get a hold of me and let you know how you can get involved with that. I will be posting our fundraiser here within the next two weeks, and it's going to run for a while. I want to I want to take don't want to take all your money before Christmas, maybe a quarter or two, but not all of it, um, or whatever your merry happy all the things are you do, and spend money on in this month. But anyway, so yeah, watch for that. So since we're getting to the end, this is going to be the last time that I'm going to be calling out, be able to call out some of these people's names because some of them aren't with us anymore. It's been a crazy year. So it's really important to me. I do this on every single show, and that's thank our sponsors because every single one of us who has been here for 16 years sharing this time with each other, all the things we've learned, all the things that have helped us to grow, that have inspired us, would not be possible were it not for people like this. So our 2022 broadcasting license sponsors are Karen, Depth Rider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Miss, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I do want to thank those of you as well that made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man Kays, our Appalachian poet Philip Kent Church, Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you guys, all of you, for contributing towards our 2022 broadcasting license and keeping us on the air for another year. And here we are, the end of that year, our 16th year anniversary show. The crowd goes wild. I need to get better sound effects than just me. (laughs) All right, so... As, as I said, we're not begin, not do uh, no inspirational think wheel, no workshop thing, post your poem to my page. I'm going to play a recording really quick because we always start and end every episode with a recording from one of you, our poets. So uh, tonight, being our anniversary show, I picked out a piece by Michael Quigg. Now, some of you very much remember and and hold very dear Mr. Q. Uh, Some of you have no idea who he is, but Michael Q, better known as Q, 
hosted this show with me. We brought him on the very first show, and he was supposed to be a guest host for the night. And then I thought, well, no, I'm going to make it like a weekly thing. You get a guest host with me for a week. And then it was like, I don't want to go through all this hung weird people. You know, and so he, even when he agreed to spend one night with me co-hosting, he ended up hosting with me for about eight years. Maybe nine, eight, nine, ten. Ten, no, ten years. Ten years. Nine or ten years. I can go back and check. But anyway, you know, you get what I'm saying. I mean, he was he was always here. And there were times, man, we went through some growing pains. We had some other shows that were on around the same time, and there was like this crazy high school rivalry going on, and my kids were getting pictures of my head attached to dead bodies in coffins saying, your mom better watch what she's doing on her show, and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, if I went into the whole politics of what was going on back then, it would blow your mind. People were mad because I didn't have just, you know, their clicks on. And, you know, people were mad because, oh, my God, I was inviting the black poets onto the show. Oh, who are you? Why are you doing that? You know, oh, my gosh, this person reads street poet. This is slam poet. This one's, you know, we, well, that, that's not like my, my, you know. Yeah, it was crazy. It really was absolutely crazy. And there was times where I, after every show, I would just sit there and cry because of all the stuff going on behind the scenes. And it was Michael. It was Michael who, times when I thought it was just, would have been just easier to stop, especially when your kids start getting emailed, that he kept me going. He was always that, that quiet anchor. And I say quiet because everyone teased him because he was very soft-spoken. But he was that anchor for me in that crazy, turbulent wind storm back then. And if it were not for him being there with me, the show would not still be here. You know? So I think that it's really important to give a nod and a smile in recognition to everything that he did to help keep the show here so that it could grow into what today is. So this is Michael Quigg, and this piece, by the way, was produced by Apollo Poetry, and Michael was very proud of this piece, and it's my pleasure to bring it to you. So here you go. Cue with Ceaseless. It's another one. I have no complaints. On my future, there is no constraint. But it's there, there, forever there. Lurking around each corner, hovering over my heart, waiting to envelop me and return me to its chains. Darkness does not go away. Hope's light may, but the darkness does not. Battles have been fought and won, demons have been slain, and ghosts have been exorcised. Why can my soul not rest? What test have I failed? Everyday woes in comparison paled as my hands, reaching, clutching, grasping, trying to stop my slide, but I can't stem the tide, and I am swallowed up, hollowed out, and crumpled on the floor, a spineless shell of the man I was before, my soul consumed by darkness. These demons still haunt me. These goddamn fears still taunt me. And I am gripped by sadness if for no other reason than because I draw breath. Breath. I drop breath. 
not go away. Go away. Go away. That was Mr. Michael Quigg, and a shout out to him. I don't know if he's going to be stopping by tonight or not, but it would not be a justice to our community not to give him that hug and thanks and our appreciation. Okay, so that's our audio track. What I'm going to do next, and this is kind of, like I said, we're not, do, we're not doing the workshop so that we can do this part. Otherwise, you know, we'd be using up the whole first hour, which I'm going to really try hard not to do. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but I'm going to bring on Jimmy Ray Davis, a.k.a. Word Machinist, and he's going to be hosting with me tonight because as you'll hear as our story starts to unfold, the fact that we are sitting here tonight together in this moment would not, we would not be doing that if it were not for something this man did. It was an absolute catalyst for this to happen because had he not done what he did, we would not be here tonight. Okay? So important names to give thanks to on our anniversary. Mr. Q. Okay, jot one that one down. And Jimmy Ray. Well, word machinist to you guys. Well, Jimmy Ray to you too, but I just like feeling special. So without further ado, let me grab Jimmy and bring him on with me. Nyla. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Can you believe it? 16 years. I cannot believe it. Do you know what's really funny? And well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we get to that part. Actually, let's do it okay. now since I already mentioned it, and then I'll forget. So I have a surprise for you. A thank you to you for agreeing to come here and host this show with me. For everything that you've done for our community, for everything that you've done community outside of this show the things that you've grown and done for poets all on your onesies and just appreciate you. And I have a surprise for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm a little scared. This was read. I think this is the first poem. It is. This is the very first poem you've ever, you ever read on the speakeasy. You called in on our third show was your your the third show we had the very number three that was your virgin run on the speakeasy and oh this boy. is the very first poem you read to me mm, what do i got what do you want to hear spirit if i was to pick one it would be wildwood my all-time favorite okay let's do it <laughs> Now, this is uh, the updated, expanded version where I, I added a stanza for someone who I admire and respect very much. That said, here's Wildwood. Cigar stand, the maintenance man, ragged gate master plan, and a crazy wandering eye. Debbie the crack whore down in number four had invited him in for some pie. The Butcher Brothers owned two rooms where they sold their candy-coated treats. A billfold of cash and the candy was passed to the kids playing out in the street. 
old German Helga gave them all hell, but left the Third Reich evermore. Now sits at her window, wondering where does time go, keeping vigil for her Fuhrer. Sweet Cheryl Madrid lives here with her kids, and although her income is slight, she hugs them both tightly and kisses them nightly. Praise soon all will be right. The young downtown Marvin in a corner apartment with his gramps and his pit bull McKay works hard in school and in basketball he rules. Gonna make it out of here someday. All alone in the attic where he gets no static. The man with no name awaits. Just out of the slammer with bloody claw hammer. Whatever he wants, he will take. When Miss Spirit Wild was only a child, she penned a few poems and stories. At the Wildwood Motel, she survived its hell and has gone on to much greater glory. Ah, it's just another day in hell at the Wildwood Motel. A hop, skip, and jump away. Make sure to limit your very short visit, for you wouldn't want to stay. That's it. I told you I'd do it for you. Uh, that's a major exclusive. May never even be read again. I got girl tears. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stay in the hotel. Did <laughs> <laughs> so it come out all right? Or <laughs> you did amazing. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite poem. I read that. How long ago did you write that? Almost two years ago, huh? Uh, let me see. When did I write that? Well, well, you know, that was the updated. That was October 23rd. Yeah, that was actually originally written before that, but I, I updated it with that extra special uh, stanza. Thank you. Oh, no problem at all. No problem. I was uh, happy to finally get on with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first your first uh, show, right? This is the first one. It is a premiere show, yeah. Cool. Excellent. Well, I picked a good one then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you, Jimmy. You're very welcome. I lied. That was not the third show. That was someone else. That was, you called in and read that on our first show. So I stand corrected. Yeah, I was a little confused because I, I, I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't know how I would have ever missed the first show with everything we had talked yeah. about leading up to it. So, yeah, he threw me off a little bit there. Now, didn't oh, you lose man, that yeah. and rewrite it? Did, did you lose that and rewrite it, or did you end up finding it again? No, no, I ended up finding it again, and I and I actually read it on here uh, not too long ago. But, um, yeah, I don't remember that. Special. I just didn't know if you had to rewrite it. You know, I I... I wouldn't have been able to. I mean, I read a, a sideshow Sheila poem, and it was nothing like the original. That's what. That's what you. That's the one. I knew you were rewriting one of them. Yeah, but I did find that original as well, Cossetton. So, uh, which we talked about in my first interview with you, as well. Um, but yeah, what a that's what a blast from the past. Oh, the that third was. show. You were the you I mean, were the guest on the third show. You who, you're who I interviewed on the third show. I knew you were on the third show. That's where that's from. That's where the number three came from. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, it was. But um, <laughs> just what a what a. And I'm listening, and I'm going. Well, you know, I I'd like to think I've come a long way from that, from those humble beginnings. I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the chat room right now, and Robbie showed up, which is really cool, because Robbie. I knew before I ever started the Speakeasy Cafe. 
And Robbie was a good enough friend that he is a character in the story that created the, what led up to the day and the moment we're in right at this moment. So, you know, Robbie has his own very important cornerstone in, in the creation of this cafe. So I'm glad he's here to see you, Robbie. Yeah, and, and that makes it even more special, you know, when you think about it. Back then, I don't think any, any of us, me, you, Robbie, uh, could have envisioned being here 16 years later. And uh, it's, I cannot fully express just how special this moment is, but it, it's, it really means, uh, it means a lot to be here with you on the show. I think the only thing that would top tonight's show is if we were actually in the same room, you know, like in a, in a little radio booth with the headphones sitting across from each other and doing the show. Uh, that would be the ultimate. But we're doing we the best like of what we have, like, pies <laughs> we threw back and forth at each other and stuff. Or the, no, no, the host is snowballed. We have, like, a snowball fight <laughs> we were on the air. Yeah. Why like is it that when you said that, that's the first place my brain went? So when I pictured us sitting in the same room together, like, you know, when I used to sit, I would do the morning shows, because, like I said, I worked in radio since I was 18. We'd sit there, and I'd have my co-host next to me. You know, we used to do stupid shit to each other all the time to try to mess each other up on the air. And so I'm picturing you and me <coughs> in the studio together, hosting together, and that's the very first thing I saw us doing was throwing, throwing pastries back and forth at each other. I wonder what Freud would uh, say about that. <laughs> Plenty, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just uh, it's really amazing. Robbie, Robbie in the chat just said something about we didn't really know each other as well back then, and and we didn't. We've grown. Uh, but one thing to say about that community, you know, the MySpace, obviously, and that. Uh, you can't. You can't. We we said it before, and it's nothing taking nothing away from the new poets that are that are on the show or, the, or, or have just stumbled upon us even within recent years. But um, you had to be part of it to know exactly how special it was. It was. I, I'll say this: it was the most close knit community that I've ever been a part of, and that's in, and that's from everything, from places I've worked, from. Anything else? It, it was great school there was friends. But yeah, there was there Your was nothing mother. but support. It was <laughs> it was just um, it was it was really special, and I'm not sure we knew exactly how special it was at the time. We were just having fun, but when you reflect back on it, it, it really it hits you pretty deep. Absolutely. Yep. Wow. That's crazy. So, so do you Jimmy. want, should we tell the story or do you want me to read something first or yeah. what do you want to do? No, tell we can read show. something. We got we away. I want to tell the story. If you guys don't mind, I've been searching for this for over 10 years. When uh, MySpace went away, they deleted all of our blogs and everything, and I thought this was lost forever. And I have been, I have kept every hard drive out of every computer I've ever had Actually, that's only two before this one, and this one I've had for 11 years, so, God, I need a new computer. Time to update. It is, it is. I have no money for that crap. (laughs) I don't Um, either. My computer's sold. I don't even use it. (laughs) 
but I've, I've kept my hard drives out of the computers, and when I've thrown away, I've kept my hard drives because I had to find this. And literally, I have, I'm on the phone with Jimmy pre-show, right? And I'm doing all this stuff, multitasking, and I decide to throw one more drive in there, one of my thumb drives in there, and do a search on it. And I just searched Molly, the name Molly, because that was the unique word in the file, and it came up. It's in, it was in a file that just said MySpace, and it's a, a file with every single blog I ever posted, I think. So it was in there. I found it, and I want to read to you the story, or the back then, you know, like we'll post a comment now. On MySpace, it was posting a bulletin, right? Mm-hmm. You, post, you post a bulletin, and so this, I was bored one day because nobody was on, and I had the day off. Or no, it was, it was, I think I was giving everybody the next day off. Anyway, I'll post that for me. Anyway, so I was, it ends up being, I was sitting there, I was bored, and I gave everybody the day off work. So this is just a silly, random, off the cuff, I'm going to write a bulletin about something meandering thing that I wrote that started everything that led up to the moment that we're in right now, this instant together, all right? So this is the bulletin I posted. Okay, my sweets, tomorrow is Monday. I have called you all in sick for work, and we are going to spend the day together. We are going to get up semi-early and have a light breakfast at some quirky cafe with a waitress named Molly who has the most amazing red hair and musical Irish accent. She is stunning with dancing green eyes, and one of you will end up with her phone number. The coffee is some of the best we've ever had, and the conversation lingers for a while on that subject. We end up spending a little more time over breakfast than we planned, but that's okay. It's a wonderful and relaxing start to our day. Some of us grab some coffee to go since, well, it is our drug of choice. I hug Molly goodbye with a promise to drop off a copy of the song Molly Smiles on a CD that I'll burn for her the next time I come in. We step out of the cafe. There will both be some grumbling and some cheers because it has started to lightly rain. However, the fun of the day takes over when Molly runs out, giving us two umbrellas that have been sitting there for months. This is so cool that we decide we are going to take her with us. And one of you, the one of you that got her phone number, takes her by the hand. I run back in and sweet talk her boss, promising to come in one day and do the dishes for free if he'll give her the rest of the day off. He's stunned and laughing and the old romantic chuckles and agrees. We're all laughing. The day is bright. Adventure's waiting. We forget about the cars as the museum art exhibit we are going to is only a mile away. And so we walk in the rain. Some of us are all squished up together under the two umbrellas. The others dancing along without care. The chatter is light and easy with the sound of laughter. The sun pokes out a little and we're all delighted to see a double rainbow over the glittering city. So pretty. About halfway to the museum, we pass a vintage clothing store and can't resist. Inside is wall-to-wall treasures, and we have silly fun looking at stuff. 
Robbie, the sales clerk, is so cool. He helped one of you put together the wildest outfit from the 60s, which you wear for the rest of the day. Another of you can't help but buy an old 1920s gangster derby. I wonder who that was. Gangster derby, and indeed wears it for the rest of the day. I, of course, cannot resist the handmade knockoff copy of the jacket worn by Madonna in the 80s movie, movie Desperately Seeking Susan. Remember the one with the pyramid in the eyeball? And it will take a whole team of wild horses to get it off me. We get ready to leave, and Robbie looks so wistful as we start to head out. Laughing, I grab a piece of paper and pen, run back into the little store, and flip the breaker box. Tell Robbie to lock up. We're taking him along as well. Leaving a note taped to the door that says, closed due to electrical, electrical problems. The only other stop along the way is the candy store, where one of you is drawn to bees like honey. And you leave with a pound of jelly beans. Jelly beans. We make it to the museum, and it's so fun. There's a big banner that says Fantasy Art Exhibit. The rest of the day is spent walking around and laughing and talking to each other. There's a lot of tugging on sleeves saying, ooh, come look at this. The conversations sometimes are deep and insightful, and other times the laughter is uncontrolled and draws the attention of the security guard, who, of course, laughs when we offer offer him jelly beans as a payoff. And then this draws him, too, into our conversations. The day will end with a slow and relaxing walk back to our cars. The conversation is a little slower, and now we all just enjoy the end of the day, watching the way the sun looks as it starts to slip sideways through the city streets and cast an amber glow on everything. One of you gets a little silly and grabs the arm of a few others and starts to sing as you go down the road, we're off to see the wizard. That's very strange. We drop Robbie off at his store and wave goodbye and gather together in front of the cafe. Hugs are passed around. Molly gets a kiss. We all pretend not to notice. Well, we try to pretend not to notice, but until one of you starts singing the song under my umbrella to them. A few of you follow them into the cafe to enjoy some more coffee. Others say their goodbyes and walk off to their cars. And I stand there on the street finishing this, watching the sunset. It was a good Monday. And that was it. That was just a random right thing that I wrote on a thing, on a little bullet, and then posted it because I was bored. And then what happened, Jimmy? Oh, man. Did that make you shed a tear? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why? It, um, not, not not to call you out or anything like that, but why? Well, it's uh, so it's it's surprising to me. <laughs> I wasn't expect to be wasn't expecting to be hit with it like that. But um, uh, when I first saw it, there was and I read the whole thing. There wasn't much going on that day on my speech for me either, and I was kind of just browsing around. I think I posted something and didn't really get a lot of looks. And, and I saw that, and there was a magic. Uh, there was a magic to the way you expressed it. I, I can't explain it any better than that. And that, 
that magic basically just came rushing back as you read it. And it just kind of hit me. And, it, and, and at the time, uh, it, it, you know, it, pro, it profoundly affected me so much. I was like, Oh my, this is because I think it was because it was so, uh, uh, you know, there's so many little snippets of different things in there and of our adventure at the cafe and going and doing all these things and picking these people up and the whimsy and, the, and the, just the joy of it. Uh, so real. And I think being that it felt and sounded and, so, and, and, you know, felt and sounded so real that I was like, okay, I didn't remember exact words, but I was like, now you, you have to got, you've got to keep this going. You, you, you know, this can't stop here. You do remember the word because you just used it. You said it was too magic to end there. Magic was the word you used. I'll never forget that because it made me smile. And And it's really funny that now it's the same word you used to describe it now. And I think it's because of how hearing it in its original form, having you speak it right now on the show, made me feel that again. So, um, yeah, just incredible. And, and, you know, where it would go, initially, I don't think either one of us knew, but I just, I knew that it, it, I had to encourage it. I had to tell you, hey, this is, this is just, it was like, it blew me away. It was like one of the coolest things I had ever read, probably. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I guess this is our little elbow to the workshop segment of the show, but that's the magic of free writing. When I sat down, I had no idea what I was going to write. I just thought, okay, everybody gets a day off work. I'm, write, I'm going to write a note. Because I'm always saying that. You want off work? Let me know. I'll write you a note. I'm a great note writer. I mean, I, and I really am. I'm a great note writer. You would not believe some of the shit that I've said in notes that have gotten people off work. Just totally ridiculous. Like a flooding goldfish house type of stuff. Okay. So I had no idea where it was going to go. And so as I was writing that, you know, I'm, I ha- I'm, I'm picturing the, in my mind, I'm picturing the day unfold. And then we walk a little bit further. And what's on this side of the street? And what's on that side of the street? And I think that's why it ended up being that way, because I didn't have a preconceived notion about what I was writing. And so I, that's a really good example of what can happen when you just shut up and let your pen write. You know, when you stop telling your pen what to do and just let it play and just start writing and, you know, you can find some really fun things. In fact, you know, want to know what, Jimmy, in, in honest God truth, some of the my very favorite poems that I've ever written or things that I've ever written in my life have come from free writes, not from when I've sat down to write a poem. You know, they've just organically popped out as a response to something. Yeah. So that's it, well, you that's, guys. That's, yeah. And then the rest is history, right? Mm-hmm. Jimmy said it couldn't end there. And so I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I really had fun writing this. Okay, what could I do? And we were talking in comments. And, and uh, so we ended up, we had a group back then. And we called it the Speakeasy Cafe, and it's where Molly worked. And I had little bulletins I put up, and every week it was a, a menu, and there was a picture of Molly, and Molly really was beautiful. Oh, my God, she was gorgeous, my made-up Molly. I, I had a thing for her. I mean, I had a she-crush on her. I'm not going to lie. She was hot. But 
<laughs> but you know, we would. It, it was almost like it was almost like role playing, but not nerdy, because when we came in there and started posting our poems to each other in the threads and stuff, we always started them out like walk into the cafe, and you know, there's Robbie over in the corner, blah blah blah, and you know, there's Brad Koontz over there doing this and this and this, and. You know, there's Ra, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the name. I'm trying to pull it out of my head, so I'm not going to try to find it. But anyway, you know, it, we we all, you know, kind of walked into our post that way and then written, and shared our poems. You know, yeah. people would have fun commenting on them. And then from there is when Jason Tucker and Michael Quigg become part of the story which we haven't got to them yet. We kind of got to Michael. We got to Michael, but we haven't got to the Jason part of this whole thing. Well, we kind of did, but we won't go into that. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if Jimmy had not have said this can't end, then I wouldn't have created the group. And if I hadn't have created the group, then what happened when I met Jason would not have happened. Had Robbie not been, or not Robbie, if uh, Q had not been there, I would have been intimidated out of doing the show because there was some scary stuff going on. Now, all of these things, cause and effect, chain of events, that led us all here together. And I'm hoping tonight that some of you guys will share how you found this or how the show has influenced your or, you know, who in, who's inspired you, who, what poets, you know, really spoke to you. Just anything you want to share would be, like, be really, really super cool to do tonight. And I think that I'm going to save the rest of my blabbering because I've talked over. We're over by 12 minutes. God, me and my mouth. Me and my mouth because I haven't let you talk at all. <laughs> all right. So... Let's get into this. It's time to get you guys on the air. Jimmy, I would like you to pull up a poem if you would. Oh, what I was going to tell you earlier, when I played that recording of yours, mm-hmm. of, the, of, the, of when you, the, first show, you know, the first show that you read on, I want you to yeah. come back and listen to the archives and listen to yourself read that again. Because in the background, you are accompanied by toddler coos. We're talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your kids are old enough to have sex now and drive cars. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the background, I'm listening to your kids I'm, and I'm remembering how little they were and how itty bitty, teeny tiny and young, you know, and, and, you know, we've literally watched them grow up. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, have a poem ready because I'm going to have you read. I'm going to let these guys know that the number to call in tonight, if you would like to call in, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in. So listen for your telephone area code, and I'll bring you on. Make sure to introduce yourself. It's really important that your name is attached to your work and that people know who's reading Okay. You can read two poems right now. If the lines get too busy and we have to cut that back to one, I will let you know. 
but right now you're good to go at two. And then when you're done reading, please make sure to give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you so they can get to know you and your work better before you come back and read the next week. All right, so I want to make sure that you remember that we have a mature rating, and that means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. You know, make sure you, you, you keep some ethereal in there, and, but other than that, you're good to go. Our first three callers, so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We have 731 followed by 573 followed by 860. So those are going to be our first three callers tonight. I want to let area code 5 Six seven. Know that you are not in the lineup. If you want to read, please press one on your phone. You are actually up in the first six callers. So, um, if you had to jump out for some reason, and you know, I, I could bring you on in line, or if you want to wait to come on, I have no idea which one to do. So I'm just going to take you in the order that you called in because that's what we do. So because you press one, you haven't lost your place in line. If when I bring you on, you don't want to come on yet, just say, hey, come back, get me in. Then that's what I'll do. That's the best way to handle that. All right. So everybody else is is on and ready to go. So before we get to them, I'm going to bring on our first first caller, which is area code 702. 702, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Nyla. I, I'm glad I made it in. Jimmy Ray <laughs> Davis, word machinist here. Um, so so glad to well, be welcome here. Welcome to um, the Speakeasy and happy anniversary. And I'm I'm really glad you were able and, to make it on. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just so happy to be here. Now I don't. We did we did, and I I have my share of yammering too, which I do have a tendency to do. I want to make the uh, preamble to this piece. I'll, I'll read one piece now. We'll do one one later. Uh, we get a break in the action. And uh, but this uh, real quick preamble to this is just it's 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 an interesting way that anybody can create a poem or and it kind of goes along with the free verse as you were saying. I'm doing my word machinist wonderland right now. Uh, Christmas themed poem, song, story, whatever. Every day for the whole month. I had to bring that scale that back to up until just Christmas Day, and I still realized I didn't have enough Christmas poems. Now i got to write some more. Not a problem. Um, my pen's on fire. I think you need to do it fire. to the end of the month, and after Christmas you need to write the after Christmas poems until the end of the month. I might. I might. I, I mean, I, my pen's on fire. It's significant to the day after. Yeah, yeah, December 26th, you know, and um, – but I had this idea. And that is Boxing Day. Going, Isn't that Boxing Day in Canada? Yeah, yeah, that's Boxing Day in Canada. It's boxing a big, big day. day. That's when you got like beat the shit and punched people who gave you crappy presents or something like that. I'm not. But go yeah, ahead. I'm, I'm not sorry. Quite sure, that's what it is. But <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I I instead of because usually I'll just sit down, I have my phone out, I go okay. I, I just come, I'm throwing words out, and, and, it's, and it's no problem. But like you said, I'm I'm in the process of creating a poem. In this instance, I wanted to create a poem, but I didn't want to do it that way. So I walked outside. It's a little chilly here in Vegas, nothing like what everybody else is going through, but chilly for us. We're wimps to the cold. And uh, so I had this idea in my head about Santa Claus being a homeless guy in in a park. But why is he homeless? How did he get there? And that's what I had to work out. But instead of writing it down, I wanted to work it out in my head, kind of the same way a lot of my 
stories like Skinner and Abattoir actually formulated before I ever wrote anything down. So I kind of was taking a, a, that back route to that. So I came up with this, and um, I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of a neat little – we don't get too many alternative Santa Claus stories. Usually we're musing on what everybody knows, so I want to do something a little different. This is, And I did do this in one of my – I've been experimenting with a few different um, voice nuances, I guess you would say. So this is called Sam Klaus. He walks slowly through the park after dark, reflecting on Christmas's past. Looks north toward home, a million miles away. Sad longing that just seems to last. His name is Samuel Klaus. His legacy is huge, now homeless here with the dregs. His white beard dingy, the dirt of the streets, but his smile is as sleek as a sled. He never should have made that wager with one so vile. A mistake he'll play he'll pay for a time. Yet he has made friends like Vinny and Dave and young Desiree who just shines. Been told he looks like Saint Nick, he chuckles and waves them away with a grin. For he cannot wear the red suit or he'll lose, and he'll never find where he begin. The Santa this year in the park is a lout, a drunk who stumbles and slurs. The children are afraid to sit in his lap. This Chris Kringle's a joke. Sam is disturbed. Finally, not being able to take it, knowing he's doomed, puts on the red suit alone. The park lights the sky as the reindeer all fly, for Santa Claus has finally come home. Krampus had lied when he won the bet. Santa knew better but tried to abide. To win the final leg of this wager, he just needed to believe and decide. Calling his sleigh, he rides the night sky, returning to the North Pole with sleigh bells for all to hear. He must make haste, get back to his place, for Christmas will indeed come this year. You know, one of the things that really sucks about everything going so 90 miles an hour for me right now is that I have such a backlog of poems to read. And sometimes, you know, when, you, when you're going, 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 you lay down one night, you try to go to sleep, and there's absolutely no way your brain's going to shut off. It's just like this weird phenomenon, and you're absolutely not tired at all. Those are the nights that I'll jump on the computer because nothing else is trying to grab me. And mm-hmm. I will sit there and start going through that. But to read that poem, and it just makes me ache for all the ones that I've missed. And makes me excited for all of them that I have waiting for me. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, right? Well, you know, I have fun telling the story, so I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> well, that makes me happy. Right. I mean, I feel like I'm, like, more rejuvenated now than I've been in so long. Like, I had that seven-year stretch, no writing. Yeah, yeah, I felt victim to – or I don't even say victim, fool. How about fool to the writer's block myth because I let it be an excuse, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. It is an excuse, and it's a real easy one to latch on to. And once you turn your back on your writing because you've given yourself any excuse to do so, it's real hard to get back into it. So don't do that. That's don't make because a mistake. We, I did. we think Seven we're doing years. that, you know. 
right, right. It's seven years wasted, but you know what? I'm making up for lost time, and I'm ready to. I mean, I'm 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 shooting for a hundred thousand poems. Peace, Louise. I'm at a, I'm at I think I'm at just under two thousand right now, but I but I had a lost a lot of lost time, so. I believe in you. Yeah, I don't think I can make a hundred thousand. I think I see. Let's go ten thousand. I don't think our thousand is logistically possible. But anyway, uh, I believe in you. I I meant that sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> let's bring in uh let's bring in our callers. Awesome. All right. Seven three one, you are on the air. Hi, lady and gentlemen. This is Michael Todd calling from West Tennessee. I knew that that was you, Michael. but I was like writing. I was writing while I was saying that, and I didn't do my normal. Michael, hi, love. <laughs> so I'll do it now. Hey. Or I just did it now. Hey, before, before we get started, real quick, I sent a friend request to Abigail and got a notice from Facebook that she's reached her limit of friends, but I was automatically subscribed to her notifications. Well, that's nice, but if anyone talks to her, ask her to send me a friend request if she deletes someone or someone closes their account or if someone dies. Thanks. There, so Facebook has hit a new new low. There's actually a limit on friends now. You can, it's been there for a long time. You can only have 5,000 friends. Wow. Now that's I'm almost ready to laugh at that. If it, but the 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 whole uh, big announcement today just took precedence. Nothing's going to be funnier than that. So, but Michael, uh, so glad to have you on, man. Thanks. You were talking about taking time away, so I didn't know yeah. what I was going to read. So, so you kind of picked out what I'll read. I wrote a poem in 2014. I didn't publish it till 2017. And it took the damn wind out of my sails so hard that I didn't post anything else for two and a half years. How about that? Wow. It's about a wow. guy. It's like a conversation back and forth between a guy and a girl and a guy and a girl and a guy. And uh, the guy's me and the girl's gone. So uh, anyway, this is called The Wicker Will Weave by Michael Todd. If you ask how I'm doing, not very well. It's getting by as far as I can or will tell. Going down for the count on account of one, on account of you're done, I've barely begun. I'm merely a glass of water, you an artesian well. Choice was mine, circle the drain or break the spell. Gaze at a different mountain, climb a different cloud, hang up a different veil, lift a different shroud. Don't bother with details, burden of proof is on me. Dispelling rumors, debunking myths, I hold that key. I never listened when she implied I give up my boyish ways. Now swept away, recalling what she decreed our end of days. When she said, I wonder what lengths you might go to to keep me close. When I begin to drift away, as I will inevitably do. Dropping my guard along the way, you got closer than most. Did it ever occur to you I was just passing through? Somewhere in the process, you relaxed, dropped defenses. Does this implied epiphany catch you off guard? Either way, don't beat yourself up for taking chances. When silence settles, does it matter who had the last word? Well, I readily admit when that hammer fell, I was ill-equipped. 
It was a hard pill to swallow when I saw him before I slipped. Time wasted like excess sap on the side of a maple tree. Waters that were tried and true and tread swept for me. Find me now sitting on a park bench in search of clues. Past the stage of mourning, no ready breath left to accuse. Outsourcing emotion is a bad habit, one hard to kick. Surely it is possible to teach an old dog one new trick. Why get back up from that pony with no finish line in sight? Because I did not give up or give in without a fair fight. She sure seemed happy for one caught in the throes of divorce when she laid down the law of me and her matter of course. And she said, Relationships tiered on multiple levels, assembled in stages. When the clock says closing time, one degree of separation. Hold on to a renegade mood with all your might. Read gauges. My eyes reflect no measure of shared guilt or explanation. Take at face value merely my way of offering fair warning. Reference material should you go back and look for clues. It is your choice should you choose a lifetime of warning. It is my choice to break the ties that bind as I now choose. So... Here I dwell in search of some alternative solution, and I really do believe in the healing power of absolution. And I know she spoke the truth, saying I have a choice. When all is said and heard, the answers come from my voice. When the lights go down and the truth comes out, as I perceive, my toe dipping in the water, too close to the edge to leave. As postcards from vacation conjure solace, grant reprieve, the only voice I hear now is mine and I'm geared to receive. For all said and done, I'd still meet her halfway, I believe. I will always keep her in my heart and wear it on my sleeve. But until such a man, I will no longer be found to bereave. The curtain will come to call, and the wicker will weave. End poem. Oh, my God, that's deep, man. You know, I could feel it, too. And I, and I, I can honestly... Um, just you know, it was emanating from your words. I can see why you had that, why it had that effect on. Uh, you said that you had that, you know, where you just didn't, right? And um, wow, you know, and and and, and but once again, you always have that great, that just the very personable delivery, but so much in the sense that you can, re- at least I, as I'm listening to it, can almost feel what you were feeling at the time. It just Really amazing, brother. Thanks. Natalie, Can we do one more? Yes. The answer to that question is always right. yes, by the way. All I think right. I'm going to do a Christmas form. And I've done this. This is the Christmas form I've read the most over the long, long haul. I did it in 2012, so it's 10 years old right now. This is called. Cindy's Christmas Cards. Today was a good day for her to gather in the mail. She opens to gaze on the image and phrases entailed. Garner those that speak in and of 20 and 12. Arrange them all in order and appropriately shelved. Such as it is as we seek to display our holiday decor. For her, it's a firm tradition, yet it is so much more. She has come in her time to know and understand within her grasp destined to be legacies in hand. 
She steals away to a corner with treasures stored in silent seclusion, brings the light, cherished hoard. To untie the ribbon, she carefully pulls one strand, and memories leap out as if awaiting her command. Christmas cards from bygone days, friendly ghosts, the ones she kept, those she admired the most. Some with surface tempered and worn as if embossed, not one word superficial, not a single meaning lost. Winter snow, tree lights aglow, corners fairly worn, wise men standing before a cradle, images reborn, candy and flowers, those that reflect holiday theme, candle shines upon a hearth, seems to cast a gleam. Snow glow balanced in the palm of a child's hand. Outdoor lights hanging in rows, strand by strand. An entire village pops up, church steeple growing. You can almost make a wish on this bright star glowing. Some speak in prose while others state in rhyme. Several are as artifacts professing date and time. Each have a common steadfast place in their heart, in kind playing a role in her tale, an integral part. Tis Christmas magic that allows ancestry to appear in their youth, times past and gone, now seems near enough she could reach, touch, see them as they were when she was but a child, memories manifest and stir. They seem to speak in solemn, thinly veiled voices, between laughter and tears affording varied choices. Once each is granted visits, she pauses to reflect, returns them back to their homes each without neglect. She gained the measure of each, all the images allowed. Sugar canes can be counted on when walking on a cloud. Scattered glitter lingers, and in case you didn't know, reindeer flying beneath the moon, you never catch the shadow. Is that true? They don't cast a shadow? No. Well, you know what's really funny? Break it you know what Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you if you believe that if you if if you can believe in the reindeer flying overhead, you got to be able to believe about the shadow. <laughs> oh, come to the, come on! Some things are just too far fetched. <laughs> uh, so, what I was going to say just real quick, and then I'll let Jimmy. Um, share his amazing wisdom. But I sat there this morning and I was going through putting up my Christmas decorations and my Christmas decorations holiday stuff. And I untied a ribbon and took out all my Christmas cards that have been given over the years and set them up on my piano. And so I loved your poem. I was like, oh, wait, I did that. I, I did that. <laughs> Very cool. I loved your poem. Thanks. Welcome. Well, I don't. Uh, yeah, I. Nyla, uh, you know, you said made it. You know, quip about wisdom. I'll tell you this. I don't dissect anything. I, you know, I'm not a scholar. I, I I like to listen to the poets and I like good poems. And I when I make my comments on them, it's basically uh, what did I feel as I was listening to it. And uh, for me. Well, I'll just say this, and Michael knows me, and I hope, I hope that he knows me well enough that he knows, and you know, Nyla, I don't blow smoke. You know, when I tell you 
what I feel about it. It's what I feel. And this particular, first of all, I'll say <laughs> that is probably one of the best Christmas poems I've ever heard. And that's no bullshit. Uh, and I'm, I'm telling you that from my heart, Michael, because um, I loved all the imagery in it, but it also made me think of kind of like what you touched about a little bit, Nyla, about time when Christmas has passed and, and how some of those things that were so cherished have like a lot of other things because, you know, progress, I guess, if you want to use that word, but um, things, times change, things move on and things that we've lost. And, and the Christmas card was a pivotal uh, focus on a lot of Christmas. I remember as a kid and draped over the string and all of them on there and you, and you were excited for those. And it's just not something that happens to that degree anymore. And it's sad, but um, I like the poem very much. Michael, thank you for sharing it. Well, thanks. Yeah. All right. If anybody wants to come hang out with me, you can find me at MikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. And uh, that's where I have my little blog page is. And now it's time for me to step aside and make room for the real folks because there are a lot of people lined up. Happy 16th anniversary, y'all. Thank you, Michael. Happy anniversary to you. Bye. Thanks, Michael. Have a good night. Okay. I am looking at my list, and I think that I called the numbers out wrong because the numbers on the board are not the numbers in line with my paper. So I'm going off to my paper. So our first caller, we did, we had Michael. I'm getting mixed up, M-Y. Okay. Our second caller on my paper is area code 347. So I'm going by the paper because that the original order that you called in, not my hiccuping board. So, 347, you are on the air. Hey, Nala. <laughs> hey, sweetheart. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's good to hear from you. It's good to be here. Happy birthday, Speakeasy <laughs> Cafe. You're a teenager I now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be my first sweet 16 kiss? Nyla, you know, I know the line is long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you can push away. So So I I was telling a story. Easy cafe moments before I go, but I want to talk about two moments. Okay, you can do what you want. No, no, did you? Was there a prompt? Was there something you did I mess something up? Did you have a plan for me? No, no. Talk about your moments. If you don't hit it, I'll okay. tell you. Okay. So these are my two uh, speakeasy. These are my two favorite speakeasy cafe moments. One of them, I know you already know what I'm gonna say. So, uh, the first time I ever called a uh, speakeasy cafe, I had this poem that. Uh, I was afraid to read anywhere else because I was going to like these other platforms and I was kind of like doing mostly erotic stuff. So I had this poem. The poem was basically I was comparing my poetry to like heroin. So, <laughs> so I come to speak easy and I read it and uh, it was very metaphoric. Like it wasn't very blatant that I was comparing my poetry to heroin. And uh, so I do the poem. And Nyla goes, uh, so your pen's addictive, huh? And my face was like, ah, 
she got she knows what I'm saying. She speaks my poetry language. And uh it was just this moment we had in this moment because I didn't think anybody understood what the hell I was talking about unless I was talking about being naked. So that's that. My other moment is <laughs> so now this is like my fifth time calling, right? And in my head, Nyla was like this nun. Like, she was like Gidget in my head. That's how I had her placed in my head. So I'm at the show, and I'm waiting, and uh, some guy calls in. Some guy calls in, and uh, he does a poem. So after he does the poem, Nyla comments on it, and he freaks out. He's like, yeah, I knew this show was bullshit because I just read a piece of shit poem and you bullshit. And I don't know, he just went on a rant. And then Nyla was, I just remember her saying, and I'll, I'll, if I'm misquoting, you correct me, but I think you said you were going to rip off his head and do what down his neck? Do what? What was your quote, Nyla? I'll rip off your head and shit down your windpipe. Ah. I couldn't believe you said that. If you ever call in and mess with my poets again, I will rip off your head and shit down your windpipe. I, uh, yeah, that's not what my he finest, was. He was not like, my oh. finest moment in radio. This is the moment that I said, it was this moment that I said, I'm never missing a speakeasy cafe. <laughs> <laughs> and I know for a fact, for at least five years, five years straight, I was here every Thursday with you and Michael, and uh, it was great. And I love this place, <laughs> and I love you, Nyla. And I always tell people, because it's the truth, that you are one of my mentors, and you know why I say this, because I didn't know what the freak a Sonic was, a Sonic was before I met you. So I love you. I love you, too. And I, you know, there's a lot of things. I know I pushed you. When, and when I first met Carlos, he, he wrote erotic poetry. And I'm not just talking erotic poetry. I'm talking about erotic poetry that would drop a nun's panties. No pun to the fact that you called me a nun, by the way. Um, but, I mean, he, he, he is a very powerful writer, and he writes very powerful erotica. And not nasty stuff. I mean, nasty. No, I'm lying. That is, is, he writes very nasty stuff. But not perverted. Well, he does write some perverted stuff. I don't know what I'm trying to say. He writes, he, writes, he writes his porn very well, is what I'm trying to say, but not stuff he could read on here. <laughs> but it's, it's good. Right. You know, there's a difference between good porn and bad porn, right? We all know what I'm talking about. So anyway, um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. What was I going to say, Carlos? You were talking about oh, I was writing a lot of erotica. So, you were writing a lot of erotica, and we start. We were the girls hated me because Carlos and I were so close. And I always used to laugh and say that you and I were so close because I never tried to get in your pants or something along those lines. I'm the only one that never, exactly. you know, I, I just didn't buy. I didn't buy into the whole sexy Carlos thing. I didn't, you know, I just. I didn't buy into it. I was looking at it as a whole person. And so because of that, we talked a lot, and they used to get so pissed. But 
you called me on the phone and we were you read me a story that you wrote about the lions. Simplicity. That's right. It and was. That, that's when I realized that you were a serious writer. You weren't just some good-looking guy running around swinging your palms like a dick in your hand, right? So that's when I knew you were really good. And so I started pushing but you were afraid to do that because you thought, because everyone knew you as an erotica writer, if you tried to show your serious side, that might lose you your position as an erotica writer. And I gave you a lot of shit over that. I gave you a lot of shit over that. I said, you you are so much more. Even though Porn poems are the only is the only form of poetry where you can actually make a living writing. By the way, just so you know, um, that's a true fact. You can make a living writing porn poems. Put your job type. type you of also living. told me this. Mhm. But so you, it was fun to watch you start taking more serious your more serious writings. And so, you know, it was fun to watch that multifaceted person develop and, you know, watching all the things that you've done over the years. And I know some of them you wouldn't have done had I not pushed you in that direction, like getting to stay in Edgar Allan Poe's house. This is facts. You know. And I'm just so proud of you. And you, you know, from the first time I heard you read, I do speak your language. You know, you're just one of those amazing gifts this show has given me. And I love you. I love you so much. I love I you do. too, Nyla. And I always tell people that you are one of my mentors because you taught me so much. And you really kind of yanked me out of that box that I was very comfortable in. And I will always, 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 always love you for that. See, I didn't take that box away. I just made it bigger. And I don't care, contrary to popular belief, a bigger box is not always bad. <laughs> What's the- what? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I, I was, I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. Okay. So, anyway, Jimmy, you want to say hi? <laughs> hey, Carlos. Hi. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, oh Nyla, you're just a... You, Nyla. <laughs> you're just a treasure. You're a treasure, Nyla. What did I miss? You guys are freaking me out. You're freaking me out, man. <laughs> I, it was the, I'm okay. laughing at the bigger box. It's okay. All right. So I did. I do have a poem, though, of in classic, okay. easy fashion. Okay. I do have a poem. That is why we're here. Please um, read it, sir. This poem has no title, ma'am. Are you going to read it? My name is Dr. Sarah Bellum. Please take a seat and get comfortable. Take a deep breath. Breathe and relax. I know this can be a bit frightening and intimidating. This is only the first session I'm here to be reassuring and to help you and guide you. So tell me, pain, 
How are you really feeling today? I I um really um I've been really stressing. I'm dressed in feelings. I'm depressing, and it's all depressing. The the matters that that shouldn't matter are the worst pressing. Is is, is that normal, doctor? Yes, it's normal. Continue. I mean, even now, as, as I'm venting, suicidal thoughts are circumventing, perversion, matters with the coercion, my subconscious talks nonsense in third person. That's, that's what my feelings I'm dealing with worsen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can I, um, can I get a Kleenex? Of course. Take all the Kleenex you need. And, um... You know, this ain't about no issue with my mom or some of my childhood traumas. I have respectively neglected that shit, you know, because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a kid anymore. I am not a kid anymore. So, motherfucker, motherfucker, can I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, can I, can I curse you? <laughs> of course. You can curse all you want and use every single bad word that you want. It's just I don't feel okay. Okay, I, I, I know I once had, I once had potential. Now I'm just fucking mental. Am, am I a doctor? Doctor, am I mental? Are you what? Are you mental? I mean, we're all a little mental, aren't we? Sometimes even in a room full of people, I can only feel myself. Him is often how I address myself, but him is it's, it's, him is really me. I guess we don't know how to express myself. Can I, can I smoke here? Can I smoke? No, you can't smoke here, pain. This is a smoke-free zone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just my, it's just my nerves, you know. I, I'm freaking out. Some of the things we speak about, us, us, him, me, you know, we here, yeah, freaks, freaks me out. Pain, what freaks you out? <laughs> Dive into the unknown of the freak that freaks you out. I feel like I'm being followed by my own shadow. I guess, you know, that's paranoia for you. And this has nothing to do with my downbringings because I was a good kid. I mean, no one noticed the good I did, but, you know, I was <laughs> I was valedictorian in high school. I know. Who, right? Can I, can I have some water? Of course. Drink all the water you need. Yeah. Because, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes we thirst for stuff you really can't put in a cup. And that's what's fucked up, because... Tell me, what is that you thirst for that you can't be filled with a cup? Shit like love, respect, you know, shit like that for everybody. Everybody or somebody? You know, no, I don't... I don't know. I came here. And I walked in here too proud, but I really didn't bring any dignity with me. I, I have the right 
to want to remove myself from my life. I mean, does that make me a coward? Because that's crazy. I mean, you know, you know what's crazy? Dealing with all this crazy shit and smiling, acting like shit ain't crazy. That's that's crazy shit. I just want I just want to sleep for a really long time. Then I'll be just fine. Maybe, maybe this is maybe this is all in my mind, doctor. Doctor, do you mind speaking or saying something, anything, please? Well, pain. I can see it very articulately, the pain that you have written out for me so clearly. I can see the telltale signs of major depression and things, patterns of you having bipolar tendencies, but I have a concern. You keep referring to someone as him, him, as inside of your head. I think we should get you tested for paranoia and schizophrenia. Pain, are you with me? You keep talking like you're having suicidal tendencies. Are you thinking of harming yourself or thoughts of harming him? Him. The one who you keep speaking to inside of your head. Who is him? Who is pain? Madness has taken you, written you insane, comprehending wrong in the self of the consistent decisions you make with a plain blank palette surrounded by blank spaces you created by diving into the waters of pain. Remember, you shaped me. Remember, you shaped me. Remember, you changed me. Remember, you changed me. Remember, you left me alone. And that all of this and that all of this is a figment of your of my imagination. Imagination. And Paul. I wish I had a hot therapist in my head. Now, <laughs> I don't know who that was, but you can tell uh, her to come be the voice in my head any day. <laughs> Thank you so much. Nyla, I love when people tell me they love my voice and they want me to narrate their life. Thank you. Nyla, <laughs> this is Elizabeth. She's a phenomenal poet that I have Hi, met Elizabeth. on the other side of town. Hello. I just don't think it's like playing a recording or what in the hell is going on here, but I'm just mesmerized. So now I feel kind of embarrassed that I molested your voice in front of you. Oh, that's okay. But, yeah. my voice any day. You know, you guys did really well together because it had both have that. Both of you read. I mean, the, it works so well because both of you read in the exact same way. And it's this way that you have absolutely no fear of your own words. You know, I don't know if it's easy to get up in front. I know that for uh, Carlos, it used to be kind of hard for him to get out and, you know, being on the radio is one thing, that getting up in front of an audience was a completely different thing. I don't believe that. That, was, that <laughs> is true. When he first started doing open mic. When he I first started doing open mics, it wasn't easy. So, <laughs> so. I, no, let me um, tell you. I love hearing that because all I've known is this showman, right? Like I've only mm-hmm. I've only known Carlos here for a couple of months, and like he's been nothing but a showman. And uh, find out like you said something that me and him both really related on, 
when you said earlier, like, you speak my poetry. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you and both have that unapologetic, no-fear approach to the things that you write. And when you don't fear what you write, you're able to deliver it the way you deliver it. And that's in a completely 100% natural conversational tone. You can literally breathe air into your words and make them come to life and animate them. And you're like a merry, you're, you know, your hands are dancing above your voice and making your words do exactly what you want them to do. And it's like you're conducting the story with the, your voice being, you know, your, the way you speak, the words you use, the way that you tell your story as, as the, bringing it to life. It's just incredible. That was a great job, you guys. Thank you, Nyla. And I wanted Elizabeth to know that this is a cool place to hang out and that you're a cool person to hang out with. So it's, it was it was a double it was a double uh you know it was a double goal I had in this. As long as you don't piss me off, all right. Oh. Yeah, you don't want her to shit down your neck. Yeah, I heard that. Um, I heard that. I was like, yo, like, I like this lady. I like her a lot. Like, see, see, because, like, I consider, like, Carlos my, like, twin because, like, we're literally one day, like, birthday-wise apart. So we're already very similar. (laughs) And we just kept learning so much about each other. Like, this is getting weird. We have a lot in common, Nyla, and it's really creepy because, you know, I'm a black guy and she's a a young white girl. And we have too much in common, so it's, it's very weird. And, 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 like, what? We're, like, what, 15 years apart? Yeah. <laughs> so, like... But it, she's it, a good, it, she's a great poet, Nyla, and I just wanted her to uh, know, you know, there's some spaces over here. That's cool. You're cool. Well, send, send me her link so I can uh, check this stuff out, okay? I will do that. And uh, yes, I Jimmy, did you want to comment? I got some other... I know, we got to let sorry. Jimmy talk. It's important to be Oh, I'm talk. sorry, Jimmy, man. Please, Jimmy, sorry, say Jimmy. something. <laughs> no, I was letting you guys, uh, I was letting Nyla go with, you know, Nyla tends to, um, you know, now, Nyla, you, you did bring up some good points, and, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to go there. Uh, first of all, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, nice to meet you. Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist. Uh, you guys, if I can touch on with anything Nyla didn't say, because I think she pretty much covered it all. Uh, I agree about um, the confidence in the voicing of the piece. And, but I think where the strength lied was the contrasting in what each voice was expressing. And I think you guys did an amazing job. And I would definitely like to hear another vocal collaboration. You know, I was going to yell at you, sir. Carlos, for not giving – I thought you were playing a recording. You know, so I was going to yell at you for not sending that to me yet. <laughs> I was mad you know, at you. Sometimes I like to, you know, sometimes I like to come up with surprises, Nyla. Yeah, surprises. I know. Minute. It just <laughs> amazes me that after all these years you still got me on my toes, you know. <laughs> but you should, you should seriously record that. You guys, it's timing. The reason I thought it was recording is because you guys' timing is impeccable. The way that you read with each other, like a complete understanding of the script, almost like I mean, it's almost like you're in a play. That could be a one, you know, a scene. Um, you could actually work on that and enter. I'm sure that they have them somewhere where you guys ideas. are. Enter those contests where they have the one scene stage competitions. 
And that's your one stain. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. that. uh, Like in my in my travels on the net, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you you write that out and and perform it together as one stain in a play. And you sit the you know you set the stage up however you want. There's simple sets, but. You set the stages up however you want, and you get up there. I mean, because it's perfect for that. Your guys' timing, the way you fed off each other, the way you talked over each other, you know, the way that you, you know, mumbled under. It was just, it was amazing. It did great. It was awesome. You need to do that. Go find Thank a stage. You, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so I just wanted to come and say happy birthday to Speakeasy. You know, this is, you know, this place means a lot to me. I know I'm not here as much as I used to be. But um, this is one of the places that helped uh, help me be who I am, and I just want to thank you again, Nyla, for having this space and being consistent and just being a rock. Cause no matter where I go, I know Speakeasy Cafe will be here on Thursday. No matter where you go, you know you never can stop chasing that chicken. <laughs> I love you, Mickey. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Call it again, Elizabeth. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Bye, you guys. All right. That was a treat. All right, now, let's get back. What? What? I just wanted to interject really quick. Uh, there's a tagline I think we should add to the show. I want to steal it from uh, – there's a bar down the street here called Buck's Tavern, and they have a, underneath their sign, it says, where you're only a stranger once. Huh? <laughs> Come on That's true. <laughs> All right. Please commence. So you may remain strange or only a stranger once. I like it. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and grab 573. There you are the next on my list. I think I got it, the board sorted out. 573, you are with us. I'm not with you. Can you hear me, Nyla? I, I can. Okay, cool. Uh, this is Citizen Spill, and I'm, I'm finding a little bit of time. I'm in the middle of a tattoo. Sitting down in the birthday party for the Speakeasy Cafe. Happy, Happy anniversary to you. I want you to give me a tattoo. Fly out here and give me a tattoo. For free, now? Sure. Now that you offered. <laughs> I'm not offering. I'm, I'm saying is that what you're asking? <laughs> That's what it sounds uh, like. That's the case. You, you I'll walked take right into that one. <laughs> That's too I want funny. Speak, I want a speakeasy tattoo. I want a speakeasy tattoo. Speakeasy cafe. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. That would be, be, be really cool, especially since I don't have any. So that would be a first. So, Sin, All right. my darling, All right, what is going on in your life? What do you have for us? Um, uh, well, you know, I was in the middle of getting inked. Um, apparently, you know, um, when I moved, you know, when we finally moved after everything and, and got into this place, I spent a lot of time um, with a couple of friends, uh, Megan Menard, and there's this constant, we'd, we'd be on messenger and then I'd be about the house. I say fucking fucks a lot or fucking fuck um, depending on the, the condensation and Meg made a PTR and then my friend Eric that two hours firing past two hours I'm like you need skin I got skin and I need a tattoo 
fucking fuck. So from on the left arm, <laughs> from the elbow to the wrist is fucking, and and I have to wait a couple of days because the psoriasis is flaring up for the the left to go fuck. But uh, yeah, one two, you know, it's pretty badass. It's getting there. It's paint, you know, it, it's uh, script cursive, but paint splatters colored in the lettering. So we're in the process of coloring now. So pretty cool. I'm excited. Now memories. Oh, sweet, sweet memories. The Speakeasy Cafe and what it has done for Sinister uh the wonderful Nyla, and your your many, many co-hosts. Um, we're, we're the third show in my spoken word um, endeavor um, for me to ever call it a uh, world poetry being one. Um, actually, no, you were the second because Philip Matthew Roberts turned me on to you from World Poetry, and then from there I got into uh, everybody else. Ah, so you were the second. And um, <laughs> I was a fumbling fool at first, and you know, uh, you've seen me through many, many variations of Sinister, and um, mm-hmm. you know, one particular memory very fond of is um, the poem I'm going to read. I'm only going to read one poem because this is a very long poem. Um, when I read this poem the first time, I think the first time, um, yeah, it was the first time, live, um, I, I bombed it. I absolutely bombed it. On the show, live with you, you're, you're so sweet and and, and it, it gave me great advice and um, that advice stuck with me, and it, it helped mold me into the spoken word artist that I am. So that's what I want to read to you tonight. Now, minus the tequila, unfortunately, I don't have any tequila. I would have rather had tequila. <laughs> what, was, uh, um, what was the advice? Well, this poem, this poem. No, what was the advice I gave you? <laughs> but the, the backstory on this, real quick. It is um, it was a prompt contest, uh, building sandcastles in the sky, along with many, many other prompts. And the guy that was doing it kind of shunned me. I was just getting back into writing. Uh, we talked about earlier, um, where have you seen about your, your, your hiatus from writing? I stopped writing for 10 years. Um, when I moved wow. out here from California to Missouri, I stopped writing. And I realized when I started writing again, that's when I became, that's when I took the name Sister Spittle and, and finally published a book that I wrote when I was 16, you know, 20 fucking years later. And um, been off and running since. And um, I've, I've, I've taken time, you know, here and there between it. And, but, you know, we evolve and we grow. And um, Stratus Castle was, anyway, about that stuff. And um, my trip to Peru. And if I was up in that warm spring and did a little too much. <clears throat> so this is Stratus Castle. Basking atop the Andes of Peru, I indulged the flake and cocoa tea to ensue the hike through ravines amongst indigenous flora and polypus trees, the crests upon the warm summit springs. Talking backward parables to the Inca gods, I asked that. A humble poet be enlightened time for heading to heavens. Unlike a theologian imbecile who chooses to cram them parsimoniously in cranium till splinters and seats. Orographic lip brings my diamond-studded eyes to the trophosphere atop the particular shelf. My time is now. Like fireworks headshot to praise the saints, I hurl 
the cumulus upon the foundation of my fortification, prancing about alternating colors from sunset to sunrise, and mixing wisps of purples, pinks, reds, golds, making new hues. Shit on regulated colors, neoclassism is dead. Sloth and Glutton and I, building my castellated edifice with stratus tops to collide stratosphere. My protagonist higher than airliners loud. Bickering over Terra Nullis, this Jesuit god and I can't even speak over tea. Bedazzled my chateau, I flopped around and dragged that was shaming 90s Castro bitch with these swinging hips. You just like this. You want to talk about fabulous? Such debutante and Papa King and my starting the anvil to define what is mine. When it's the estimist, you'll see the incus unleashed to disperse my disgust for your institutionalized theatrics. I turn it in my stratus castle. Balcony of alto cumulus gives way to my backyard view of the Pacific. El Nino's atmospheric pressure harmonizes and lullabies me. Ride the current, Baja bound. Best fish tacos in one of those towns. The mushrooming of your canopy ceiling is a warning, I. Carnal storage is full. Soon chaos, unable to quell, swells. Now, El Nino. <laughs> She's quite the gal. Line up the bar, rail down and boogie in the disco till dawn breaks and we thrust downburst to siege of righteous ships, capsized by our ejaculations. Who gave you the idea I would bend your aesthetic? Languidly strolling my bastion in the observer. Just like Sonny Bono before that tragic slide, pimp in the premise that I, I'm king on high. Seeing the hypocrite bastards from my iridescent windows created from jet contrails and rage. See, these fitted best parts in their business suits can't understand that I'm Leech Soup Larry. And an extraordinary edit. Just my flatulence for a copy or shoot lightning to sears and moral fiber. Duction position. My irrational outburst with your finality secret comes out clean. Offer you with vertical gesticulation to extract that snipe face. Filthy rhetoric and that fucking labradoodle too. Some gales to put degree grandstanders. When high heels fail, I cry from wounded knees. 6,500 feet soaring. <laughs> you thought your way was huge. Why is it no one clarifies the reason for that thing? Think, think, poets fairly wax inside about cheese. Small masters will attenuate the order. Despicable conglomerates fail to ascend upon sophistication and their sanction for one side of helm. I am Prometheus, giving you thunder and fire. My keep warm for the insulation above as my strength to uphold regimes is waning. More abound in your fascist state of Venus and lower yet. Who Thought such eloquence could annihilate one to conviction. I equaled my hopes and felt an amethyst upon the doctor inscribed in gold. I ascertained I'm been boosted by posits. A chromatic citadel sanctified below the ink kings to occupy in a world of erroneous atrocity. 
a netted mortal vessel receding. Fervent aquatic pale, resuscitating receptacle, antagonizing this elusive state of brouhaha. Culpable ideological tomfoolery I impose. Tantrum of tornadoes and hurricanes spun updraft and low depression on millions. Echo of flights. Ring rat twisters rode through imperialistic cities. Jeweled my nails tear to the ground. Help me spike. I am staying real blank over comatose. Enhancing the self-asserted insurgencies. Heads of state. It's true. My deplore is melodrama and fantastically phosphorescent colored wigs. My manner would be big with She was a fucking work with. Roaring, crashing, synapses, jet stream, jockey, no tears. Empathy massacred by suckers. Surface saturated. This is a pelican. Mustering exhaust to the lunatic. Romanticizing, walking the fringe, this Acropolis would assume by some the pearly gates. I'm going for multicolored area to tantalize the teeth. The pressure brought atomizes the gusts to show ladies' liberties, intimate things would sneeze the cold sea blow by blow. Your socialist tampering. Transcend petty. I quell half-militant boasting, egotistically pleased with solitary reflections and rainbow mirrors. Chastising, begrudging your despondency from which I withdrew to paint my own visions, crystallized in my rotunda full of vivacity. Flicking me like that, oh, that barely legal girl, ravenously crooning for the love letters dedications to split the size. Propaganda. The growing inquiry of which side the grass radiates. Wherever the fucking dogs are shaking. Inner repugnance is where I obtain the logical fruit. I always explode prematurely when my bristles bumps the mastery of my libido. Fabricated horizontal this alakazar covers my disdain, natty loathing with brutalous composition. Driven identity, the repeated fetters, hemorrhages, avowed pseudo-intellectual elocution. Now, when will deduction be the tongue of empowered apes spoiling the fruits of Eve by ways of decrepit smidgens yet coming? I'm rousing a fog damp snatter siphoning warmth from your domain, the psycho thoughts slithering you. Vile organisms, the eyes of my contempt, let mortal vessel die. The rain, crowd king of the ignorance, so am I. So content to moderate breathing. Um, Jimmy? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I did unmute Jimmy. Oh. I had him muted. <laughs> sure. Sorry. All right, so no, listen. Uh, so from I, your line, so I had to mute you. Yeah, my line, huh? Um, <laughs> then, uh, honestly, I, I will go. I will go out and say. I will honestly say, um, epic piece. Uh, there was so much imagery there, and the way that you expressed it, all the nuances coming together, 
in and out is exactly the epitome of what a spoken word piece can can make a written piece become. And I thought it was a fantastic job. Very well done. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Absolutely, absolutely agree, Sid, and that was amazing. And, you know, I just want to tell you, too, you were right. You know, I've known you a long time. I've seen you go through so much, and I am proud of everything that I have seen you do. Just, I think you're an amazing human being, and I'm really proud to have known you through all of this. So thank you. Thank you for, thank you for staying. I thank you for being here. You know, I haven't always been here. Um, now physically, but spiritually, emotionally, you know, you, you know, we're tied. Um, mm-hmm. It's just me, you know. Um, sometimes we get lost from ourselves and. With other people that influence us. You know what? No one stops the eye, but I this fucking train don't yeah. stop. Get on board. Let's go. Um, <laughs> I got new. I got new piece. Uh, really powerful. I will get that to you next week. Okay. Uh, you have a great anniversary. Perfect. I love Thank you. Thank you so much, and, Sin. Uh, Appreciate you, and I love you too. Thanks, Sin. Great job. My pleasure. Mega. I'm gonna listen while I get tattooed. Keep going. Okay. All right, all right. All right. So we have our next caller is area code 860. Then we have a surprise call, and then we have 850. Is that right? Surprise call? No, we have 860, my surprise call, and then we have to go down and grab 567, then 850. This is a board message. I'm really glad I write stuff down because... Even though I confused myself, it would be a lot worse on you guys if you had been on hold for 10 hours and I didn't bring you on to the last caller. Well, that might happen if I don't shut up anyway. So anyway, right now, because we have so many callers left, we have an hour and 13 minutes left in the show. If we stop, if we go over time, the show will keep, uh, will keep airing. So if we go over the three hours, the live stream stops, but we're still on the air. So... We'll make sure everybody gets on tonight. I'm going to restrict you this time, though, to either two short poems, and you know what I mean when I say short poems, or, you know, one longer poem. Um, So you can still read two, but they have to be a little shorter. All right, let's go ahead and grab 860, Miss Jessica. Hey, Miss Jessica. Jessica. Hey, Jimmy, right? I I wasn't sure what actually me because the other week I got fooled when someone with the same area code um, called and I thought it was going to be me and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Um, it's a big accomplishment and cool. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, okay. I was going to read this other one but now that I have a limited one I'm going to read a longer one. Not too long though. Um, I had it written a few days, so I decided I'd look at a prompt of yours. So I was inspired by to write this by the prompt um, Room 143 from a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't have a, a title, but probably should just say Room 143. Okay. Room 143 in an abandoned hotel continues to haunt me in all my nightmares, this room is hell. 
Despite PTSD therapy, I cannot speak. The dreadfully scary time, I lay awake. Yet in horror, I found her on my ankles with chains, lying helpless and bound. I could feel my pulsating veins. Desperately, I wished to be found. To no avail, I struggled. My last, my last memory was the rundown bar. How I got here left me puzzled. I soon remembered the black car. In the back seat and woozy, I lay in my own blood. I was so very boozy, I then heard a thud. The dread, then the driver's feet on the gravel. Consumed by fear, I began to unravel. One thing became clear, I had to fight back to stay alive, no matter what may ensue, for I always had the drive. Yet where I was had no... Yeah, where I was had no clue. I could not see through the blindfold. It felt hands grabbing. My blood ran cold. I was then dragged to room 143. I woke from my reverie. I heard my captor. His face I could not see. For hours I endured torture, strangling, hot wet, cigarette burns and bruises. The man said with glee he would do what he chooses. I yelled, someone rescue me. By some miracle I was saved. The hotel manager heard me plead. Questioned, my captor Kate once I sorry, uh, I gotta read this. Once once questioned my captor Kate, yet still my goal was not freed was to be freed. So I cannot forget that night, although it was no sorry, <laughs> how I got here looking I'm sorry, I did mess up but um yet still my goal was not appeased. For I cannot forget that night, although it was long ago. I still have the will to fight. The scars still show. To this day, there are still nights I lie awake, yet at least I can say my fire inside he could not take. And boom. I love that. You know, it's really funny. Well, At the time when you, were, when you were doing that, I was picturing, you know the Jack Skelly animation character? Yes. I was imagining that done in a video, like, voiceover for a video, but everything moving through it was like that Jack Skelly type character. It was pretty cool <laughs> in my head. It was very cool in my head. <laughs> Jimmy? <laughs> Go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, Jessica, you know, and we talked a little bit about this um, already, uh, me and Jessica did, and this is another example of how versatile you are, and you know, you really now you're telling you're, you're you're getting almost into that storytelling. There's some darkness here. I, I you might be giving me a run for my money, but uh, oh, no. in the <laughs> in the darkness. But no, I really I love the piece, and it's just you know you you I, it's almost funny, not funny, haha, funny, but it's so like the observation of how you know, and I think all of us are doing this, but how you just continue to grow and you're just fanning out, and and I'm. Always loving your work. You, I read a few, couple of your older pieces earlier today, and incredible, and and just uh, you know, and then you always express it so well. And the versatility, like I said, is is important. It's huge. Uh, you touch more people that way. You're getting off more nuances, and I thought it was a fantastic job, Jessica. Really. Thank you. I wish I hadn't messed up in the middle because I was actually kind of on fire there. <laughs> I think it's the best I've ever written read, read, read aloud too. So. I was like, damn it, because I couldn't read my – I crossed out so many lines in it that I was like, I couldn't read it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had to write that twice, and then the second time I still crossed out a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah. It was All right, but, you know, you're going to – you're going to do that. I, I, my poem I read earlier, Sam Klaus, I, I stumble on a word too, and you just keep going with it. But I thought it was, I thought it was great. Nyla? 
you. Absolutely phenomenal read, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you, and happy anniversary. Um, yeah, oh, I didn't say, I, my pet name is Jessica Brooke, and um, you can, my author page is Jessica Brooke Poetry on Facebook, and yeah, I have a YouTube, Jessica Brooks Poetry, that I haven't really got on in a while, but yeah, that's me. Um, if you want to hear more, read more, hear more, whatever. Okay, I'll let other people go. I'm going to be saying goodbye. So, bye. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week, honey. Yep. Okay. Bye. All right, just again. Amazing. Bye, Jimmy. Amazing job. Thank you, honey. Bye now. Goodbye. Yeah, she's she's always so good. I, I, I highly recommend everybody, honestly, go check out her author page, Jessica Brooke Poetry, and uh, on Facebook. Phenomenal stuff there. And as always, we like to support our poets right now. Yep. Okay, so. As well, I yeah, said who's your earlier, surprise? I have to make a surprise call out, but I have to, my board's hiccuping. Okay, here we go. Is the, the board I have to call out to our, ne- have to call out to our next person. So here we go. I feel like we're on dialing for dollars. <laughs> I hope she answers. Yeah, I was going to say, this person knows you're calling, right? Oh, they have no clue that I'm calling. Oh, well, it's, it's kind of a shot in the dark. All right, so let's do this. Hang on. This is important. Pull that up. Um, And so, Debbie, Debbie Philly, I'm talking to you. Go find your freaking phone. I'm trying to call you. (laughs) Okay, so I'm calling you back, Debbie. Grab your phone. Here we go. We're going to try to get her one more time. Debbie Kelly, answer your phone. You, You're in the chat room. I hope you get her on. You are. I've got a great. I'm Debbie. on. Hello. Me. Okay. Hello. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hello, Debbie. <laughs> Hi, guys. I Hi. have to put myself up. Wait, let me shut this off because I can. Hello. You're here. There, there you are. Oh, God, I'm trying to shut it off. <laughs> All right, so anyway, <laughs> hi, guys, sorry. This is how you do in Philly, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I had to go upstairs and shut the – my mom's downstairs watching Christmas Vacation, so I'm like, I got to go upstairs and answer this. Oh, <laughs> hi, happy anniversary. Hey. Thank you, baby. 
it, I could not do the anniversary show without having you on. And so please excuse my interruption of your movie and all that. But, you know, before that I, you know, when there's anniversary shows that you weren't able to be here, I know you've been going through some things, but I wasn't going to let this one go without having, giving you on here and, and, and having a proper thank you to you because. Oh my God. Just as I'm recognizing everybody else who has a part in this show, were it not for you, in the very early days before, I mean, when we were first putting the show together, Debbie and I set up, you guys, on MySpace, we set up for nights upon nights upon nights, and we would go to sleep in our clothes and wake up in the morning and wipe the snot off our pillow on the back of our hand and stumble to the computer and just start working again. And we were adding people and looking for poets and setting up interviews. And we would not have had the success the show would not have had the success were it not for the amazing, amazing hard work of this young lady. Because she, what I did, what I did, she did ten times more. I would get up in the morning oh, and God. she'd say, "Nyla, I've not slept, but you have seven thousand <laughs> more friends." <laughs> Nyla, oh my God, you know it's no way. true. I, you know, you we know did it's do that. True. We did absolutely do that. But for God's sake, sixteen years. Girlfriend, that's amazing. I can't even <laughs> no. believe it's been 16 years. Like, your dedication to this show is far none. Like, it's un- unparalleled. Unparalleled. Exact, exactly, Jimmy. It's, it's, and by the way, hi, Jimmy. But, um, hey. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nyla, I, I'm so incredibly proud of you. Like, I, it's the longest running show. I mean, like, there were so many shows out there, but I, you know what I mean? Like your dedication to this show and to writing and Jimmy's dedication to think... writing, you guys are amazing. Wow. Thank you. I, and I don't think any of those other shows, none of, none of the shows from way back then are still going, right? No. Uh-uh. Oh, no. Not that I know of. I'm not sure, but as yeah. far as I know, it's just Nyla. Nyla is. You know, just like you, just like Michael Quigg, Debbie. You were yes. here during the early days. You and I, I would get off the show, and you immediately would be ringing my line because you knew I would be sitting there bawling my eyes out because of all of the crap going on behind the oh scenes. My God. It was yes. horrible. Yeah. I can't even tell you guys. It was. I hate drama, but it was like I had to get through that because I wasn't willing to let go of the show. Absolutely. You know, there were so many times, weren't there, Debbie? How many times did you have to talk me into telling me just keep going, just keep going? You know, when I yes. thought I was going to break, because it was yes. pretty evil. It was like something yeah, I never experienced was, in my life. Really, I mean, there was the best of times and the worst of times back then. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff yeah. going on, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. and, so, and, and you, you know, suck it out and look at, you know what I mean? Like it's amazing. Well, so you're proud part of, of that. So you are you are like the foundation. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate the recognition, but I don't feel like it's. You know what I mean? Well, Debbie, it's, you were you were part of a you were part of a lot. You that were part is, of other that's shows just as well, the, the Irish Catholic. That's the Irish Catholic <laughs> uh, mother always, of you saying that. I know. I don't deserve. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. What were you, uh, yeah, Jimmy, what were you saying? I was part of what? I was saying, so now you were part of, you were, oh, I don't know if you were a part of or just co-hosted a lot on other shows as well back then, correct? 
correct? Oh, the reverse, but that was on the, uh, the speakeasy. That was me and uh, Michael uh, Quig, Q. Yep. We, we uh, co host. Go ahead, I'm sorry. There was, I, I have a, I'll choose it as brief as I can, a funny uh, Debbie Philly story, if you remember. Do you oh, know geez. what I'm going to say? Go ahead, I don't, I don't know what you're going to say. I thought you were hosting with someone else and, or it was someone else's show, maybe. I'm trying to think, maybe Nick St. I can't remember who it was, but, and they, and they were really excited because they were going to have this author on the show. And uh-huh. they were late getting him on the show, and he literally bailed. Are you talking about the guy that that, that uh, wrote the um, the Ice Man? The, about <sighs> this, about the, the killer for the mafia, or no? Yeah, no, that actually sounds right. And he and he bailed, and then I called in and pretending to be him. And I was and I was yelling at you guys because you were because you were calling him a dick on the air and I was like, hey, this is the dick. And you guys you guys bought it. Remember that? Yeah, I remember <laughs> this. Yes, yes. That was then, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. That was you. The whole I don't. Yes. I it was him. Yes, and I did the and then I did the and then I did the Stallone impression and you called me out because I said back in Brooklyn he said, hey, hey Stallone that was Rocky was. Oh killed. yeah yeah. yeah. Now I remember, remember that? Yeah, I, had, yeah, I used to have yeah, a yes. copy of that recording, and I don't have it anymore. That was so funny. Your guys' oh reaction was Oh, my God. Now, you know what <laughs> I got out of this conversation? What I got out of this conversation is that Debbie was calling someone a dick on the air on a speakeasy show. Honey, you're fired. <laughs> no, no, no. It was not speakeasy. <laughs> I promise. I know the rules on speakeasy. <laughs> Well, I think we just—I think we just said it like four or five times, so I think we're good on the speakeasy. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, Debbie, yeah. Debbie, I have yes. a surprise for you. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I didn't think you'd be walking around with a poem in your pocket, so I am going I to play. I absolutely don't have yours. any of my poetry. <laughs> yeah. I'm a well, terrible I Terrible person. Okay. I have one. Okay. This is a poem that you read on the second speak this is the second poem you read on the speakeasy. Okay. The first one the first poem you read was something about was something about graffiti. Oh that was yeah. the first one you read. And I've got uh-huh. it, but this is I lo- this is my favorite, so I wanted to play it. So this is the second oh, poem God, you've ever read so on the show. Okay, okay. It's awesome. You ready? Yes. Hi, Debbie. Hi. So excited that you called in. Why are you so excited? Because I know what you're going to read tonight. Oh God. And and you sit right in here with these boys. <laughs> no, 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 no. So. No, I don't. No, I don't. No. Just, uh, this is my silly girl coming up here to the stage to take the mic and slam one down for you boys. <laughs> All right, now, okay, now I really am nervous. Thanks. Oh, no, know. you're not, baby girl. You'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> I am proud of this poem. I love this poem that you wrote. Well, thank you, sweetie. You're This is called Slamming Down on My City. It says, my city is bleeding, needing, dying, babies crying as bullets go flying past my windowsill. Do you think the violence ever will stop hating, blazing, skating through our lives? Wake up, city of brotherly love. Do you need a shelf, a hit? Don't spit on my streets. Liberty Bell is going through hell, dwelling, yelling, thrown from pain. Stand up and be heard against the germ, the virus. Infecting our city, this plague's not pretty. Love your neighbor as yourselves. Put your gums up on the shelf. Take pride within yourselves and help us live again. 
Dan. <laughs> I can't breathe. The whole time I was reading that, I was like. <laughs> I just thought you were trying to be sultry. You know, like this. <laughs> no, I'm actually trying to breathe. <laughs> oh, God. That was great. Oh, my God. I remember that. Oh, my God. I was so nervous. I was so nervous anytime. Even when I hosted Reverse, I was nervous. So nervous. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I love that. I can't believe you still have that. You're like, like, wow. None of you can ever run for president because I have all your (laughs) shit. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. Say that again, Jimmy. You can't, Nyla can't run for president either because we have dirt on her. We know about her serial killer ju- journal that she left in the car. <laughs> oh, my God. Trail. Yes. <laughs> yep, we do. We have dirt on her, too. Oh, God, that was great, Nyla. I can't believe you. Oh, wow. But you know what? I'm like, wow, was that me? Because... You know, life happens, and then you stop doing stuff, and you're like, okay, I'm going to get back into it, and then you don't, you know, and then you're like, hear that, and you're like, wow, what's going on with me? Like, you know, I should start, I don't know. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been a while. Yeah, you know why? You, you know why I love that poem so much, Debbie? Why is that? You know why? This is my Debbie story. So you and I are on the phone one day, and we're talking and bullshitting and talking about show stuff and blah, 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 and whatever. And all of a sudden, I hear you say, Tommy, get away from that window. They're shooting. And, and then you just start talking to me again. And it's like, wait, what? Wait, no, stop. Rewind. Because you just started talking again like nothing was – I was like, what do you mean? Oh, somebody's driving down the road shooting. Um, Debbie. <laughs> and so anyway, and then we went down to the store, and we went, Debbie. And then we got some, oh, God, what was it? I can't remember. It was something in aisle three. Gabby, there's someone shooting out. And, and then we went to, it was so funny because you were just so calm about it. And then I'm picturing you as a little tough girl in your leather jacket, smoking a cigarette, no. hanging out in the no, corner no, in Philly. No, no. You know, no, no. Bullshit. I have the picture. I have a picture of you doing that. No. I don't even say no. I told You're you so I have funny, but no. a picture of you. <laughs> no, I never said well, I actually, we did used to hang out on a corner back when I was a teenager, but, yeah. Not, yeah, uh-huh. but we didn't have shootings like that back then. Like, you know what I mean? No, it was, you and I it was, a, it was a tough phone. neighborhood, but, yeah. But you and no, I no, no, were no, you. talking. Yes, back then, I, we did, but I'm talking about back when I was a teenager. <laughs> so, no, no, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, you so just, just get desensitized to, to stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I wanted to call. I wanted to have you on the air. I wanted to tell you thank you for everything that you've done and everything you mean to this show, and your absolute significant role in its existence. And I appreciate you every day, yeah. every day. And well, you know, it's maybe you. 16 years later, but 16 years later, every single thing that you did to help make this show what it is is still appreciated and is still thought of and is still remembered and is still smiled upon for the sacrifices you made to help this show grow. And I love you, and we all love you, and thank you. Oh, Nyla, I love you too, and I really absolutely love every one of you guys. I really do. I cannot believe that we've known each other for 16 years. 
like all of us. It's crazy. We're old pals. Real quick. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, I just said we're old pals. It just, it it doesn't matter. You can be away. I was away for how many years? You know, you can be, and you come right back in and we're just all just right back to it. It's great. Right. Somebody calling up in the middle of the night and writing pals on Billy the Kid's tombstone, right? That's what, that's, we're like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll always be friends. And I love you, and I'm so, extremely proud of you and the show. And I will try to be around more. I need to get a computer because that cat on my tablet isn't soon. I can't. It's horrible. I cannot. He's freezing and kicking me out and all that stuff. But, yes. And I, maybe I should start writing again, and I'll call in more. So, just thank you. Just hang out and have fun. We love you. Just yeah. know that we love you. I will. Thank you, guys. Love you both. Love Good you night, so much. Good night. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, so our next, I know, right? Our next caller is, yeah. where is 323 three, three is gone? Okay, so 323. Now, how, do we, uh, how are we looking now? I am, I am doing that right now. Five six seven is our next caller. Five six seven, you're on the air. Yes, hi Nyla. <laughs> hi. It's pineapple sixteen. Happy anniversary number sixteen. Thank you, sir. <laughs> it's so good to hear from you. Yeah. Okay. So I know you know things are uh, kind of crazy. So I'm just gonna get it because I, I just want to do two short poems. I'm gonna do the one for the contest that you that you saw that I posted. So uh, from the prompts, some of the people might recognize some of the lines in the poem from last week's prompts. So this is called Nine Ways to Rhyme by Pineapple Sixteen. I was walking along, singing a song as a car radio played in the background. The sounds would fly as a bus went by. On its side was a giant greyhound. I walked past a store selling the newest phones across the street from a cemetery with innocent bones. I kept on walking as the sun went to bed and underneath the darkness. Different thoughts were in my head. I struggled with emotions which were buried deep. There were suppressed memories which made me weep. A few hours went by. My feelings seemed all right. I found smiles in the darkness. It was the perfect midnight. I kept on walking in the quiet Until the light of day, I sorted through my feelings, and things are okay. The night spoke to me, not with a single word, and then the dawn broke the silence with the chirp of a bird. I had a nice hike. I cleared my head. Here ends this story. Now I go to bed. End poem. Jimmy? Wow. 
Yeah, you know what? I I, I think what stands up to me most in that piece, uh, I, I absolutely just adore your rhyme scheme in it. You know, you have what I what I call uh, it's almost like a sneak rhyme. You know, you're you're expressing the ideas coming through, and you're doing it really good, and then you get a rhyme where I'm almost not expecting it. And I thought you just did a really fabulous job with vocalizing that poem as well. Uh, just excellent all the way around, Pineapple 16. Thanks. Well, that's from from years of going to open mics. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what you do, right? I mean, that's what you do. Everywhere you go, everybody you talk to, you call them to the speakeasy, you read, you listen to other poets. Uh, anything you can pick up. And I always say that, and I always say it too. And and you know, and the fruits, and there you go. There's the fruits of your labor there. So, really, an excellent job, Nyla. Well, and part of that is also what you guys were talking about ten minutes ago or so. Um, that couple that did the the collaboration. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's sometimes the 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 significance or the ideas or the emotions cannot be expressed properly or to the greatest magnitude when they're just written on a page but the but spoken word vocalizing the words it's so much more mm-hmm. yeah i i honestly couldn't agree more and i think that the misconception because I've, I've heard this from other people where because i'm doing a lot of that now where i'm not just vocalizing but i'm doing the video uh poetry as well and and adding images and music and and so forth uh it takes nothing away from the written version the written version is as it stands it's a it's a poem it's a poem you read or wrote i'm sorry wrote down first from your heart when you vocalize it as nyla and me always talk about it is a level of performance poetry and you are literally taking it to another level it's not the same piece anymore and it doesn't take anything that it couldn't exist without that written piece. But yes, I couldn't agree more that uh, you can highlight inflections and nuances so much more when you're vocalizing. Yeah. Well, and I guess, and I guess part of that is, is the performance, which I do like to try to perform the poem, not just read the poem. Right. Absolutely. And so, um, this this other one I'm going to do. Oh, and I did want to say about that couple that did that did the collaboration. I also, when they were doing that, I thought it was a recording. And uh, I'm, I'm like, what, what, what is this? And, I did and too. Nyla said, "Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was." I'm like, "Yeah, it was it was it was interesting." And I myself have only written a couple things that involved conversational situation. And the two that I finished writing like that were based entirely on license plates because I, as my occupation involves driving a lot, I'm constantly seeing license plates. And when I'm walking through the parking lot somewhere, I always got my camera in my pocket. I, if I see a personalized license plate, I take a picture. And I have 4,000 mm. pictures of license plates, and I have made 10 pounds wow. so far only using those license plates. And that is, two of that's those what, that's, poems. That's what? No, I was good. I, I didn't mean to break into what you're saying, but that is incredible. I love that. That's such a cool idea. Well, yeah, and um, I've made videos of the first nine, and they're on YouTube. And so you see the license plates as I say the words that are on the license plates. 
If you got a link for that, post it on my page so perfect. people can find it easily and follow you. Yes, okay. yes. Please, please, please okay. do that. Okay, You're going to read two of them tonight, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. I have this other one. This is called Orchestra of Goats. Okay. Mm. As I gazed out across a field of corn, I saw a goat standing in a boat. And as it began to float across a moat, it seemed to be wearing a white lab coat. But then I realized it was wearing a toga and carrying a tuba. So there I was watching a goat floating a boat across a moat, carrying a big bass horn near a field of corn. I began to wonder, could the goat play the tuba? Then he put his lips to the mouthpiece and began to blow. I heard a sea, and I could see a herd of other goats, and they were playing notes. They had brass and woodwinds, percussion and strings. The music they created began to soar as if it had wings. I couldn't move, but needed to dance. The orchestra of goats had put me in a trance. I had so many thoughts, I didn't know how to feel. The whole experience was very surreal. End poem. <laughs> you know, I want the same and, coffee and I, you drink. I, I love the I love how you ended it. I love how you ended it because it's literally what we're thinking. How I mean, this is surreal. Um, and I love the whimsical tone to it. And I would I would guess, I would venture a guess that when you wrote that, I'm guessing that that just rapid fire came to you as you wrote it. Yes. Yes, it did. And it, and, it, and, and, and that and and I can tell that by the way you voiced it. And here we go again. I might not have been able to quite get that from reading it, but as you voiced it, uh, I, I just could tell that. And that's how I write a lot of my own stuff. So very cool, very cool piece. Loved, loved it. Thanks. When, when I wrote that, and it's been more than a decade since I wrote it, and uh-huh. at that time, almost everything I had written was based on reality or inspiration from food I love or whatever. But that one... It's pure fiction, and it, so it, it came very fast after I realized that toga and goat are anagrams of each other. And so I decided I wanted to write a poem that contains the word goat and the word toga. And, and then it just, boom, just came from there. <laughs> I love that. And that is I, I, I love so, it. Yeah, and that's that's one of the ones that is um, I recorded earlier this year. It's available on the iTunes Music Store, and I used GarageBand to add some music in the background and some sound effects. And the part where I say I heard a uh, I heard a C, I actually got uh, a tuba player to play the C note and added a recording of that to the whole um, audio track that's on iTunes. And it's on Spotify and all those other places, too. That's and awesome. That's all, Speaking of that, and, and you need to tell everyone how to find you, baby. Exactly. It's all under Pineapple 16, and the 16 is the Roman version, XVI. And um, so I'll post a link to the of the YouTube of the license plate poems, and 
Uh, I also have one of my playlists on YouTube is poetry because I've either recorded some of my open mic performances or made videos of some of my poems. And um, so that's that. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, are we going to see you next week? I hope so, yeah. And uh, I liked uh, earlier in the show how there were some Christmas poems. I've never written a Christmas poem, but um, maybe maybe that'll happen in the next week, and then I could um, perform that. That would be next very week. cool. And while you were reading, I threw to your name in the contest two more times for reading your poem on the air. So All right, keep it up and bring one next week. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, hon. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. Okay. Our next caller. Now, Nyla, um, Nyla, real quick, uh, if I may interject. I, not nothing. I just want to say interject. No, I no, I really want to interject uh, because you don't get to use that in everyday conversation. Can you double-check the board and see if you have another 702 number by chance in queue? I do not. Oh. I have some weird 10, mm-hmm. not 891. I've got some weird strange number on there. Well, I, just, under the I, I, I got in my head that there was somebody that was trying to get through that you would probably be really excited that's trying to get through, but apparently they're having problems. So um, we'll just uh, have to uh, all side message them and see if they can get in. Yeah, I don't see them. It okay. would be a very special so guys, for Nyla. Well, I would be excited. So let's find them. Guys, we've got 37 minutes left in the show. We've got quite a few of you on. You can read one normal poem, two little itty-bitty tiny hiccup poems. Um, I'm going to keep my comments to the minimum because I want to be able to get you all on. So just go ahead, come on, introduce yourself, read your poem, and um, we'll try to get through you guys to make sure you all get on. Yeah, and now I'm going to go ahead and scrap my second poem tonight. Let's let's let, let's uh, get the poets in. We'll still see how this goes. Let's go ahead and bring on area code eight five zero eight five zero. You're on the air. Good evening and happy anniversary. Thank you. Rich. Thank you. Yeah, is that my me. boat captain, buddy? Are you on the river? No, I am I am off right now. I'll go back to work the twenty third, so Okay. I'll, I was able to tune on. in tonight and I'll be I'll be available next Thursday night too. I did. But, uh, uh, <clears throat> um like I said, I, as you know, I'm new to the party so I don't have the memories to share and all that, but I just my appreciation uh for Jimmy inviting me and telling me about the show once we cross paths I've, I've really enjoyed it since yeah we really we we're, were really like it's just like that now like we talked about before me, me and rich were like i almost felt like we're buddies for life we just met and uh rich why don't you go ahead and give your handle uh out there so everybody knows uh who you are and then of course after the poem you can give them your okay. url but all right uh, uh, uh all my social media and everything is under dead society poet uh that's a pretty obvious play on words but uh my website is deadsocietypoet.com, and it links you to just about everything. But Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, it's all the same name. Uh, and Twitter, Twitter as well. But uh, I, uh, well, as you know, my stuff is not long. 
so maybe we can do two. I'll do one, and I'll let you say go with another one. Uh, All right, sounds good. I don't remember. I think it was either the first or second show I tuned into. Uh, I wrote down the prompt, and one of the prompts really jumped out at me, and I had a I had a right kicking around in my head, and it was like the missing piece. So uh, here's what I came up with. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Long are the days when buried thoughts bloom, nameless in, <clears throat> nameless in the hours, riding out the dark, winded by insomniac storms, sowing a shroud of smoke at gas station bourbon, ghosts of broken midnight wield hammers of truth, and tears never cried leave me cracked in the glory of a saint about to fall. End poem. <clears throat> You know, Rich, I'm going to keep this quick because I know we got to get things rolling. But Rich, I'm just going to say it. Um, it's a, it was a wonderful poem, but you, you Rich, Cap, Rich captured me with his words, very short poems, but so much said with so few words. And the way you put them together, brother, is it's it's a pure gift, and I thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, man, very much. And uh I apologize for stammering there. I didn't have my – I left my glasses across the room, but I have them now. You're, um, doing, you're doing fine. I didn't right, even notice uh, it. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, uh, do you want me to throw out another one, or do you all need to move on? Yeah, I think no. you can give us another one, Rich. Okay. All right. Uh, my voice drowns in the whispering wood where blood moon shadows lick the ground. I sing of daydreams and dissonant melody as lost wishes are wrung from my grumbling hands. Another cold, hard lesson freezes my eyes. You'll find me here scattered in the wind where love wheels with the stars and your sweet fire stitches my broken halves back together in the colors of your world. In poem. Incredible. Rich, uh, do me a favor and just read the first two lines again. My voice drowns in the whispering wood uh, where blood moon shadows lick the ground. Now, I mean, wow. Nyla, and I I think I know what it is. You have this ability to put dark and light together and just make it so poetically smooth i i mean that's the best i can put it but just really another great job rich thank you so much for uh bringing that to us tonight yeah, thank you bud. thank you brother and i'm really blown away by what everybody's uh poems tonight and uh just really good and if if you don't mind me i guess i could have done this in the chat but since i'm on the spot here i'll ask the gentleman from east tennessee I believe his name is Michael. What is his name, or is Mike. there a way to follow him? Yeah, I'll give you that information. Mike Todd, I'll make sure yeah. to get that to you. That's yeah, Mike Todd. Yeah, he's got he's uh, where's he posting that? He's got his own thing, right? Yeah, I can send that to you. Okay. Yeah, we'll get that to you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, happy anniversary again, guys. All right. Thanks, Thank Rich. You, you have a good so night, much, man. Thanks for calling in. We'll talk to you next week, baby. Yes, ma'am. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 815. 815, you're on the air. Happy anniversary, Nihilus Jim Storm. 
Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm so excited. 16 is a lot of years. I know, right? I looked at pictures of me when I started and pictures of me now, and it's like, what the hell? Who's this when does that happen? <laughs> I remember having like, a yeah. handful of poems, and I wouldn't, I didn't dare read them out loud. And then I was calling every week, like, you know, some kind of addict. And here we are, fast forward to 16 years later. Mm-hmm. I'm still calling, and I'm not afraid. No, ma'am, you are not. You are a warrior woman. <laughs> um, okay, so what I'm going to do is one real quick, because I know that you've got googabs of other callers. Um, I'm gonna, I wrote this to a prompt a couple of days ago um, in regards to, to grief, and I titled it Moments of Memory. In my moments of memory, my love and grief run deep. My heart breaks completely, totally with no reprieve. Speaking of lost loved ones and present tense that comforts me, my heart says, return today, please, for the acronym RIP. Moments of memory cause tears to stream slowly and calmly, deep in thought until my calm returns me to my center and I can end the crying. We still have to live while others surrounding us are dying. Pen to paper, keystrokes on devices, keeping them with me, I happily reflect. Sometimes a smell, taste, or a song will cause introspection and moments of memory, fondness, and reflection with positive vibes only. I allow them to invade. I see the sunshine another day. Lighter, my feelings will be and my pain will lessen. It's only a temporary it's wonderful uh nyla i love that poem and you know i think what what strikes me and of course i i do a lot like we were me and nyla were an nfl team i probably be the color commentary um because i focus on the delivery because that's what my that's what i try to focus on with my own work and mm-hmm. i thought your enunciation was perfect but even more so and this is something that I think a lot of poets especially when they start out reading uh, online or you know whatever out loud and they're, and they're vocalizing their poetry um, have a hard time with initially and that is the well-timed pause breaks between the mm-hmm. lines sometimes they're really short they don't have to be a big long drawn-out pause and I thought that that was just textbook pause breaks along with the enunciation and that's exactly what you want to do when you're vocalizing and I thought it was just uh I thought it was perfect in every way really oh thank you so much I tend not to use punctuation because I know if I put the comma there I'll deliberately pause and sometimes I don't Mm -hmm. want to yet so yeah I just go punctuation free and then I read because I started out as a Spoken word freestylers exclusively. I would never read anything I ever wrote. And April of this year, I started reading my pieces. So yay! Absolutely. <laughs> and we were Absolutely. blessed by and, that. Yes. Yes. I graduated from freestyle to written. And then you know when you when you vocalize. <laughs> and when you vocalize like that, and we were talking about it again, even from the written page, everybody reads the, something that's written down differently. 
And when mm-hmm. you enunciate it that way and you have those pause breaks right in the right place, there's only one way to get it. And it was just, uh, and that's, and that's, and that's a perfect reason to not use the punctuation uh, that would dictate your pausing. So I thought, excellent yeah. job. Thank you. appreciate it. Yay, I'm so glad I made it. I just, my, my whole goal was to be here for the anniversary. So I'm going to go. Well, I you appreciate you being here, baby girl. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm Dina with an E, storm-like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on the rainy day, and you can find me anywhere there's poetry. I'll see you next week. Thank you, Jean. All right. Love thank you, honey. You. Happy anniversary again. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Happy anniversary. All right. 863 is our next caller. 863, you're on the air. Thank you, Jane. 863 is Noreen. So I'm going to put Noreen back on hold for a minute. I'm going to grab 919, and then we'll go back and get Noreen. So she has time to, to turn that, do her OO things. Okay. 919, you're on the air. Hello, 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 hello. You're awake, hello. my dear. You're awake. Yeah, I have to go on the, st- on the treadmill to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. I told you, I, he told me, he said, I don't know what happened the last few weeks. I must have fallen asleep. We're trying to get you unmuted last week. We kept going back and checking and checking. But it's like I told you, the good thing is, is you don't snore because there was not a sound. <laughs> you, you know, I don't, I don't know if you remember the last time when that happened to me. That happened mm-hmm. to me before. And and you, you mm-hmm. came by and you missed me and then you was coming by again and I kind of snap out of it and and I said to you that was said to you I said to you is a you know is a good you know I'm I'm glad I wasn't snowing and and then my yep. my son said my son said Dad you don't snow <laughs> Yep, you didn't snore that, that was funny to me <laughs> the way he said he said Dad you don't <laughs> snow. <laughs> anyway, happy, happy, happy anniversary! Thank you, sweetheart, you so much for the show and for being such a wonderful human being. Oh, we, thank we need you. more that people. Means a lot you. You. Yeah, let me tell you something. I've I've been listening to you for over five years at least, and and I know one thing. I couldn't do your job. <laughs> I, I, I I couldn't I couldn't do your job, and and I think a lot of myself. <laughs> but you know I I you know I I know where I'm strong and where where I'm not, and I know you know I see you your tolerance, your patience, you know you I mean that's why I, I always advocate for women because women women can be so balanced. You know, yeah, you know, you know, we're not women, and we don't have that strength and that balance and that just that humanity. That we don't have that humanity. You know, we, don't, we just don't. Then yes, you know, patience. That yeah, and that's what it evolves into because, like, I always talk about my grandmother because it's because of her. You know, that's why I love, I, I learned patience, love, compassion. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd have been a lost soul. <laughs> anyway, my dear. Anyway, my dear, I'm going to perform, like you say, a short poem for you. And you know what? Since this is your an, an anniversary, this poem I'm going to do is 
is where things actually began for me. You know, when I when I wrote this poem, you know, I this poem is called The Chew. That, that that is when when I, I knew that I was gonna embark upon this writing process and this enlightenment. So here we go. The chew. I have traveled to the core of my soul. And I have seen the uttermost parts of my belly. Yes, I have faced my fears. I have pondered understanding and interrogated madness. Wisdom has felt my school to me. Wit made an ally of me. Secret places became my abode. In the silence my mind played. Fualikin with the intangible and this became my chore in life just something to do in the scheme of things thank you very much my dear thank you thank you you're so welcome jimmy do you want to comment Hello, Jimmy. Are you there? I don't. I don't know what happened to Jimmy. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, I muted myself. Okay. So I, I just <laughs> want to say I like how you stretched out the notes. You really held the notes on a lot of those, on a lot of the words, and it really made me feel the poem. I thought you did a fantastic job, my friend. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Sir. Thank you so much, Thank baby, you. for making the time to be here tonight. It really means the world to have you on the anniversary show with us. And it means the world for me to be here. I love it. I love it. And I thank you for for being here for us. And I can't say enough good things about you, my dear. Trust me. Otherwise, I'll never stop talking. Well, no, just keep going. It's just fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, yes. sweetheart. You can pick it up and continue next week. How about that? <laughs> my, my, my dear, I will sing praises to your name now and forevermore. Oh, I sure. promise you that. Too sweet. And, Thank and you. I, and I won't leave you falsely. Trust me. Pretense, pretense yeah. is no friend of mine. Have a good day and you're you and get on with this show, my dear and I love you. We love you and we are I know we all love you. you know. Love you Bless too, Granville. We'll dear. talk to you next week, honey. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Bye bye. Bye now. Okay. Let's go ahead and grab Miss Noreen, eight six three. Are you with us? Um yes. Hello, Nyla. How are you doing? Happy anniversary, my love. Okay. Happy anniversary. 
and happy anniversary to you too, Jimmy. Hello. Noreen, love you, Noreen. So glad you're with us. Okay, thank you. I love you all too. Okay. And um oh and um I can't I um I haven't forgotten the first time we come on too because we was stum- we stumbled across it because we were doing um um well he didn't go too much on the other show that was um Rick Lumpert Rick Rick Lupert show and um but we wanted more because his was only once a month so we want to do more because that's the only show we was w- watching so. Um, we decided to go on Rock Talk Radio and look at the, all the, the shows, and we stumbled across yours, Nyla. And, and of all the shows that we tried after yours, he, um, um, that, was on, that was our favorite one. <laughs> That's good, because we love you the biggest out of all of them anyway. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> okay. You want to? Um, you want me to share a great? Do you want me to share a great Gary story with you? Yes. I remember one time you guys called in, and I had mentioned that I had a violin, and Gary yes. just lost his noodle, and was so <laughs> excited, and he probably talked for about fifteen minutes while he kept everybody else waiting about how I seriously needed to learn how to play that. And he knew I could do it. And it was just like, I mean, it was just such beautiful and sincere encouragement. And there's so many times since that day when I'm facing something and it's like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this, that I hear Gary talk to me. And whatever it is I'm trying to do becomes a violin, and he's telling me I can do it. You know, that it's just... That's that's that one sincere, beautiful piece of love and and yes. caring that he gave me is still as vivid as the day he said it. I just wanted to share that with you and share my share my Gary story. Okay, thank you. That was awesome because well, because he, he loved the violins and that and fiddles mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, and guitars and all the all the the musical instruments. Mhm. So what are you going to share today, babe? Okay, and for Gary, is going to be um, the aura of truth. Okay, um, Poetry is a communication of truth, a necessity of understanding, something you can believe in, a comfort to your well-being, to know and to feel. Evils will be spread to the open mind. The love <laughs> of others shall be in kind. The end. Mm. I love, I love it. it. That's just me too. Yeah, and you know, so few words and so much said. It's just yes. Okay. I don't know, Nyla. I just bask in a piece like that, don't you? It just, you just even though it's brief, you just kind of like ah. Just that's poetry sincerity. for the soul. Right? You know that that was his voice and everything, and I just yes. I appreciate that. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And um, and I wrote this piece for the sixteenth. I mean, poem. I don't know why I started saying the word peace. I started saying that word. I, I guess I'm hearing it too often. I mean, I'm going to um, read this one called, um, I should wrote this for tonight, um, um, called Sticky G Cafe. Okay. What is Sticky G Cafe and what does it mean to me? It is where we as poets come together from all walks of life, reading our poetry, making a difference in this community. And in this world, we don't care what others say, 
we read our poetry that comes from the bottom of our hearts and our souls. A beautiful place to be is magical. We are family. We we write about the homeless, children, family, widows, the lonely, the elderly, the current state of affairs, wrongs and resolutions of this world, nature, God and Jesus, about love and romance, and so on and so on. We should tell it like it is. Stikiji Cafe means to me growth. You, you, I have grown so much since Gary and I have joined Stikiji's Cafe family. I'm not afraid to read my pieces. I think I've grown and became a better poet and writer. I hope so anyway. And learning new forms of poetry such as sonnets, my favorite gave me courage to go beyond just writing and reading my poetry. I don't want to stop there, to keep on growing and growing, reaching new heights as a poet and a writer. Most important of all, I want to thank Nyla Alicia for this platform and for all she does. And that is what Speakeasy Cafe means to me. If you're going to read this, then don't bother. I just did. The end. Ah. <laughs> uh. You know what? What a what a absolutely. I'm I'm standing ovation. Uh, um, Noreen. Um, wow. It was, a, it was a beautiful it was a beautiful tribute, and I wow. think you hit on a really good point that we don't maybe always focus on, but it's what Nyla and the Speakeasy Cafe has done for many of us. It's yes. made us. It's given us confidence. It's the support here. You can be yourself. You can read your poem, any any poem, any way you want, and you are supported. And that gives you confidence to go out yes. and write something else and go somewhere else. And I couldn't agree more, and, it's, and I'm very glad you read that piece. I, I really loved it very much. Thank you, Okay, thank you. And and I, I, have a, um, um, I forgot to say at the beginning before I read this that I used one of the poetry prompt lines that Nyla gave us. It was, um, if you're going to read this, then don't bother. I use that line, the poetry prompt. And it was a perfect ending. <laughs> I okay, love thank it. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And that's you. why I am writing your name down right now and putting it into the bowl for the drawing. Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Tell everyone how to okay. find you, honey. Okay. And you can find us um, on, um, you can find our books on Amazon.com, all four of them. And then you can find us on um, Gary and Noreen Snyder dot Wix, W-I-X-X dot com, front slash um, poetry. And then you can um, also Wait. You can find Gary on um, poetrypoem.com, reverbnation.com, and um, uh, fa- oh, facebook.com. And you can also find me on facebook.com, poetrypoem.com, and um, re- oh, we re- oh, facebook.com and reverbnation.com. And then you can also find us on ko hyphen. Fi dot com front slash uh, Gary and Noreen, and then you can also find us on the Poetry Club every Saturday at at um five o'clock and um doing the Facebook Live, and then 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 this sun, this coming Monday night at nine thirty p.m. Um, I will um, be interviewing um, 
Shavkat, Aziz, Hamdam. I think that's how you, wait, Hadam. I think that's how you say his name. And I'll be interviewing him then. And also, if you can, um, I just got interviewed by, um, um, Aid Will, so Will should interview me. You can see that, um, that interview, that he interviewed me, um, and, um, you can see that on my page. Very Thanks, cool. Marie. And you can find me on here, too. But I won't be here next, I won't be here on next two Thursdays because, um, I'm going to over my sister and her husband's home next Thursday. For, for oh, I'm Christmas. so glad. That's important. Good. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be back after that. Okay. Sounds fantastic. Awesome. Yes. All right, sweetheart. We will see you then. Enjoy your time with okay. your family, honey. Okay, All right. thank you. Okay. Take care, Okay, and I'll see you all soon. Thank you all. Okay. Good night. Good night. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 5585. Mr. Doug, is that you? Hello. Yes, hello. How are you? Happy anniversary, gorgeous. There's my guy. (laughs) How you guys doing? I'm good. I'm glad to hear everybody calling in and doing their work. You know, we've become acquainted with with all the, the various poets down through the years. And I don't know, I don't think I ever put myself in a position to say that, well, I've heard this person grow or this person improve. I just listen to them as they've gone along. But I guess if we ever stop and think about it, for all of us, a little different from when we what we were the first time we tuned into the show. And so, you know, for one thing, we have the show being here to thank for that. Um, I think I must have I must have been on been coming here the better part of the existence of the show, even though there was a, a gap where for a couple of years I you know, was doing something else. Um but that doesn't but the show goes on. I guess that's a good way to put it. The show has gone on and it's to your credit and you know, everybody here appreciates it. Um but you only have a little time, so let me so what I thought I would do, knowing that it was the anniversary, I thought I would go back to something that I wrote a long time ago, and this is from 2011. And so there's a very good chance that I may have even read this on the show way back then. Um, this is also posted on allpoetry.com under the pen name of Manchild99. Uh, the first thing to know about this it's a poem about colorism within the black community when obviously under under the strictures of, of slavery, black was the worst thing that you could be and white was the best thing you could be. And unfortunately, black people adopted gradations of that where black was worse. Uh, I got a blues song where the guy says, they say brown-skinned women are evil and yellow girls are worse. I got myself a mulatto. I'm saying it safety first. So there was this color stratification uh, assigned to assigning values to various shades of, of uh, whiteness and blackness. Um, 
there was something called a Quo Jane. A Jane, you know, all women were called Jane. And a Quo Jane was an extremely black woman. You're probably aware of a great counterculture cartoonist by the name of R. Crumb, head of a magazine called Zap Comic Book. He used to write for the Village Other and I think the Village Voice as well. So the first thing on on my uh, all poetry posting of the poem is an author's note. There's a poem by Manchild 99, and it quotes, setting it straight for our crumbs the base racist caricature of black womanhood, angel food mixed beige, and for all the other black girls everywhere, and for all girls everywhere. And I invite everyone to Google R. Crumb and Google Angel Food Mixed Babe, which will put this right into context. <laughs> this is called Angel Food. So now you know. I never thought of you as seeing through others' eyes. Good thing. You were, they said, thrusting in negritude upon your negritude. Too slow to be quick. Too thick to be slick. Too clumsy to be graceful, too coarse to be tasteful. And not for pigment did you lack, but see, you too dark for even being black. And it was the folks from which you came, they said, with the blame for your shame. For the fruit falls under the tree. Say the apple don't fall far from the tree. Then you must be kind of like me. But mama look up, boo-boo, they shout. Your daddy's so black, your mama so stout. Yeah, uh, your mama so fat joke was a cool fun they told. And I saw you walk away crying, heart aching, but headstrong, defying anybody or anything to get you down. But I never said a word, nor uttered a sound. I thought I knew who you were meant to be, because the apple never falls too far from the tree. But I just said, let it go. See, And now we have. Haven't we? Look at you. No, let them see. Once a fruit, now a beautiful tree. Lanky and lean, all powerful great, with a racehorse's gait and a panther's face. Short nappy hair. Yeah, you a nappy head. Oh, not so fast. I see that's not all. You're carrying something. Looks like a ball. Hidden wide-legged, serving me tea. You got something to tell me. I think I see. It's another new season of the fruit and the tree. Here comes a new baby, a new black face, maybe someone to uplift the race. Maybe she, suckled from your breast, will move about amongst the rest and show how one who looks like you, whom they call black and ugly too, will create a world that's built to last like the first black mothers in our ancient past. Soon, daughter. The doctor is here. Your daddy now leads you in his care. My only wish is that you bestow upon your child the love to grow, the love be strong and fight the fight with truth and courage a way to life. Now that's how I want this record compiled, my dearest, skinny, black, ugly child. The doctor awaits, and I have to go. Maybe I talk too much, but not, you know. And... Damn. Uh, you know, I think that 
Yeah, I, I, I'm Nyla. I think I mean that's a, that's powerful, but I think mostly uh, uh, because I, I, I'm sure there's a lot, uh, a lot of folks that aren't even aware, you know, of that nuance, and more so the nefarious origins of that, of the typing, just by shade uh, of skin. And I thought you, I thought you expressed it very well, but you always do anyway. And I will add, my man, you are. Still in my <laughs> in my top five of vocalizers of poetry. I just absolutely love your voice, no matter what you read. Thank you. I take that as high as high praise. You can tell I have a cough. A cough. Funny thing, I have a cold and a cough, and the only thing that cures it and makes it feel right is when I start to read. I'm sitting in a radio station right now. I got to record a one-hour show. And I'll be able to do it, but if I'm just sitting or trying to have a conversation with people, it'll erupt all over again. <clears throat> well, I'm glad for us it held held good for the piece, right, Nyla? Yeah. <laughs> yep, you did great, sweetheart, and feel better. Take yeah. your vitamin C. For all for the 16 years, and let's go to the next 16 years and and carry everybody along with with us. I'm really happy for the sense of community that's here and the people whose names and voices and poetry I've married from week to week or or after I've gone away for months and come back and, and hear the familiar sound of, of the people. It's it's a very welcoming thing. So thank you very much. You are very welcome and thank you so much for being such a huge part of this family. We love you, hon. Uh, all right. Uh, Douglas Curry on Facebook, Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D, 99, on com. Come by and say hi. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank Thanks, you. Doug. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah, you too, man. All righty. So our next caller comes from area code 501. 501, you are on the air. Jay, are you there? I think it's Jay. All right. I had it on mute because I was trying not to uh, be talking when you clicked in on me. How are you doing, ma'am? <laughs> awesome, I'm so happy to be How are here. You? Happy I'm anniversary. Doing fine. I'm doing fine. Happy anniversary to you and us, everybody who has who has called in, everybody who has listened. Happy anniversary to you and us. I'm so excited about this. It's just it's been a great night. And it's even going to be even greater now because you're sharing. What do you have for us, baby? Oh, no, I'm not Is calling she... the share. I just wanted to go ahead and say that. Then what? Slide out there. <laughs> no. Oh, you're I'm going to go ahead and say. Yeah, you know Your husband me. coming by and patting you on the bottom and then just walking away. It's like, wait, what? That wasn't a spanking? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't be good, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, I need that now. <laughs> where, where the hell do I come up with this stuff at? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. All right, sweetheart. We love it, <laughs> Thank you so hey, much brother, for calling doing? and sharing that. That made us happy. I'm doing good, man. Good to hear you. Hey, man, good to hear you as well. No, I have a piece for you. I'm going to go ahead and do it so these other uh, uh, callers can get in here, these other poets. Okay. All right. At night, and sometimes during the day. Oh, somebody have a microphone open. 
No, I'll, hang on, I'll take care of that. I'm going to mute you for a second, okay? At night. And sometimes during the day. You know, more, the more quieter times, I hear crickets in my mind. It be during those times when time obeys, sitting stays, serenity, the feeling of being deaf. Then once again I hear them, and these are the crickets in my mind. Chatter, but there are no heads, hands in your head in order to cover your ears from the inside. And just like the Pavarotti in the basement, the source I cannot find. So I compartmentalize and stick this box of sound behind my mind. Buried under the fodder of the attic until it is all quiet, until all goes silent. And the immensity of the soundlessness, ah, it summons the crickets to do the cricketing thing with their rickety wings and their wings violin never seems to pop a string. After their favorite tune always seems to be the same thing on continuous loop. Sharp in one note, a broken, a record broke and stuck on the B-side. I hadn't read in a minute, Nyla, and it felt uh, foreign to me. I apologize for that. (laughs) No. Anytime you open your mouth and poetry comes out, there is never a need for an apology on that, ever. Man, it didn't feel right to me. Yeah. (laughs) At least try to have it feel right to me. Um, It's good to have your... um, Oh, yeah, it's good to have you for another year also, Nyla. Uh, thank you very much for everything that you've done for the community. Thank you, sweetheart. Jimmy, did you want to comment? Jimmy? Yeah. Hi. I don't know. I don't know. Nyla, you got muted, unmuted. I don't know where I am. I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to. And then I got some... I got some Vegas, uh, well, we got a lot of assholes around here in Vegas, that's all I can say. Uh, I like the piece a lot. <laughs> I, th- I felt the desolation in it. I love the, 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 the nuances with the crickets and some really extremely precise internal rhyming. And, my man, you always vocalize it to a T. Really liked it a lot. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm going to go ahead and slide out the way. You guys uh, take care. Nyla, uh, congratulations. Um, I know that keeping something like this afloat has its ups and downs on that needle. And um, today is just to go ahead and acknowledge all those times we missed those times when the needle was real low and you came out here to do the thing you do every week. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here, Jay. Good night. We'll talk to you next week. Definitely. All right, man. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay, let's go ahead and grab area code 807. 807, Robbie. Robbie. Hello. Robbie, baby. Drum roll, too. Look at that. (laughs) Hello, Nyla Tay. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, hey. (laughs) How you doing, Robbie? Oh, not too bad. I've been uh, thinking of of you and your writing, Jimmy, when I've been diving into my horror babble stuff. I'm starting to get into horror more. Uh, I've uh, more, I'm focusing on sci-fi horror and Mm -hmm. uh, 
sort of like a maritime horror, like you know all the all the things that are in the depths of the sea and all that kind of thing. So I'm just kind of curious to see where this goes with poetry and and just with uh, what I end up reading and what I end up listening to. <laughs> nice, like it. Are you still there? I'm here. Robbie? Did we lose Robbie? You hear me? Hey, hey. I, you're cutting here we out, go. Breaking. Okay. I got it now, I think. You got me now? Yeah. Are you on speaker or something? Oh, it was, uh, I moved my, my uh, phone too quickly there in the, the headphone jack. It, it have my, I have my headphones plugged in, so if I move too quickly, it jangles it a bit. I feel like I'm in Frankenstein's laboratory. <laughs> We're getting some of the weirdest buzzing and electrical cracking going on here. Okay, how's that? I'm gonna. I took my headphones off. Is that better? That's much better. Okay, yeah, I won't use those headphones today. Now then, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. It, that atmosphere wouldn't work with this poem because this is a love poem. So. <laughs> Uh, so I decided to come in with something called Cerulean. Uh, and this is one of the poems that I've had. I'm going to be writing more of them, uh, based on paint colors or well colors, but I'm colors in general, but I'm thinking of painting while I have that in the background of, of my thoughts, because, uh, acrylic painting is something I want to get into more, uh, as time goes on, uh, especially uh, with 2023 coming up. Uh, so anyways, this is a poem Cerulean based on the color of the same name. Uh, looking at love skies, I see lips, your lips, waiting to embrace mine. As we gaze together at cerulean skies together, staring into the infinity of love's promise above. The sky's color stains its colors sweetly unto your lips. You tease me as your lips move slowly, then finally press against mine. Hands clasped together as lips intertwine. The vines of love's vineyard yielding a sublime cerulean vintage. The cerulean shade of your love leading into mine. Back arches against the sky as hip meets the hip, just as lips meet against lips. Sweet cerulean blossoming like a bare bosom in an infinite sigh. Infinity unfolds into eternity as every hue of blue unfurls its royal beauty. Every shade a new experience of passion inhaled into the lungs, with lip continuing to press against lip, chest and breast heaving up and down in rhythmic syncopation, the coming elation of exhalation promising to explode into shades of blue heretofore unseen, Shades of cerulean seeping into cosmic skies. If this be a dream, let me dive into it with every shade and every hue, as I experience every shade of blue of you, from gentle shades to deepest tones, inhaling the exhaling, and exhaling all of you in every moment. Cerulean climax seeping into your, the pores of my skin, the pig, pigments of your ecstasy mixing with mine. And that 
is cerulean based on the color of the same name. Wow. You could write a poem well, about changing a letterbox and make it sound erotic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's honestly anything you can't do, my friend. I mean, you know, that poem just really, it really oozes sensuality. I mean, it really does. And to do it in the way you expressed it without anything even close to being explicit is just, uh, it's not easy to do. You know, I've tried. And uh, fantastic job, my friend. Thank you. I, I think it just comes through that feeling just because with me and art, the way I relate to it, the way I think about it and everything, it's sensual for me in the broadest in the broadest sense. Like it's just something that I'm so passionate about that, you know, I can I can write about a color like that and and have it come out, you know, sensual like I want it. So kind of I kind of just let that feeling flow through. <laughs> Absolutely. You, your yeah. passion shines, my friend. Well, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic job. All right, Robbie, tell everyone how to find you, baby. Robbie, uh, baby. Uh, I, can, <laughs> I can be found at Robbie's Multimedia Poetry under Facebook. It's the one where with the symbol or the uh, JPEG or whatever with all the uh, cursive writing on it. And uh, if you go there, you'll see everything else that I'm under, my band camp and everything else. And uh, just before I go, like uh, the, the moment that popped into my mind for Speakeasy is a rather silly one, but it does stick in my mind is when I was doing a Halloween poem for you uh, there, Nyla. And uh, you know me, my, my humor is very improv. I just say silly things off the cuff. Uh, I can't try to be silly or I can't try to be funny, but, it just happens. And uh, at the end of the poem, I just uh, I said, oh, oh, part of my brain fell out. No, I didn't hot gun, hot gun glue it well enough. And you just laughed so hard. I never heard you laugh it's so hard in your, in your life. And you just, you, just lost, you just completely lost it. <laughs> and that's that's, that's, so that's what I remember. <laughs> How's that? It's still funny. It's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yep, there we go. <laughs> so, uh, have a good rest of the show, guys, and have a good another uh, 16 years. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you for you making bet. time to be here tonight, too. Oh, you bet. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. All right, so our next caller comes from area code 540, and that's going to be followed by 903. So 540, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Doing fine. Can't hear you very good, Larry. Or hear you very well. Use proper grammar, English here. Yeah, he's not really coming through. I'm, break. I'm sorry, I'm on prepping. Do you have us on speakerphone? No. No. I'm, well, I'm, I'm we're just gonna we're gonna be quiet and just let you read. We'll, we'll stop you if we can't hear you. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh. We can hear. You. Yeah. Just go ahead. All right. 
My words, the poem is called My Words. My words speak of the power of mankind. Long as we ever see night, minds in the flight. There I was, looking for a way out. And so what I'm all about. As long as I can sense you, ready to listen. Words, my words. It's my skin. The enemy. And my words have given me. I feel like you brought me. My words. You can hear me. Feel me. My desired moment. Only be free. Only what I can see. Only deep. Only love. What you hear. What you feel. What you see. To me. All of my words. We saw the man carry the man to Rose Olympics. We hear Zoom on Empire being dropped. That was amazing. I am so glad you were able to get on tonight, Larry. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of all of this. Seriously. I'm so happy that you are here with us and part of this family. Yeah, I just thought I had time. And call in. Well, do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come find you and get to know your work better because they need to. Uh, Facebook. A website. Uh, you can check out my phone number. It's nineteen. That's it. Awesome. All right. Big hugs to you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. I can't hear him now. I'm going to assume that was a yes. <laughs> All right, and thank you. All right. Our last caller for the evening is from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. And Jimmy. Hello. Hey. Sorry, I'm sick. I'm still in Louisiana, too. <laughs> Happy anniversary. I got a little poem that I just wrote today. So. You, are, you don't even uh, sound I'm like you. Been. You have me scared. How how long have you been sick? Have you been to the doctor? No, I haven't. I've been sick Why? for at least three weeks. I don't have the money. Okay, so. Well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on my next paycheck. You can't put that off. Just let him bill you. <laughs> that turns into pneumonia. That's bad. That that does not sound good, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I usually get bronchitis this time of the year. So they go get uh, moxicillin and uh, antibiotics. Anyways, I wanted to jump on real quick and read this and say happy anniversary. I'll try to read it. I just want to hug you. 
I just want to hug you right Thank now you. and just like make you soup yeah. and like put your head on my lap and pet your hair while you watch TV and sweat. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <coughs> All right. We got uh, Hip Hip Array, Fitz Nyler, Lisa's Open Mic, Speakeasy Cafe, Super Sweet, Stupendous, 16 years, scripted and not spontaneously, hostess with the mostest. Huge thanks, much gratitude to Nyla Alicia for the show platform, the idea as well, and to all of its wonderful contributors, or contributors as well. That's the end piece of that one. Aww. That was great. A good, very good tribute. I liked it. What do you think, Nyla? I thought it was beautiful. And, and, and you did it sick, which makes it double good. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. You got it, buddy. <laughs> I also got a really small um, horror Christmas poem to read real quick. Okay. It's a sleigh bell slaughtering Christmas carol singers. Sleigh bells ringing Santa Claus's neck. Sleigh bells slaying swinging reindeer. Sleigh bells stabbing stabbing button. Miss Santa Claus. Sleigh bells. Ringing, singing, dinging, hell on earth, happy Krampus day, and to all, hell Satan, the true St. Nicholas. That's the end piece. <laughs> well, hey, you Play got Christmas in there, you got horror, you know I'm a fan. That's <laughs> yeah. it, yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, now I got it all. I might make it longer later on. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, Fresh that one. Yes, yes, sir, I definitely will, Jimmy. Well, happy anniversary, guys. I, I just it. got time to slip on real quick, and i got to get back on the road. Please stop that at gas All station. All right, sweetheart. Please take right, care of yourself. You. I'm going to be really and anxious. And I'll talk to the doctor. Yeah, I'll get to the doctor when I can. All right. <laughs> you know, Merry Thank Christmas. you. Happy holidays. Thank you. Have a great one, Jimmy. Talk to you later. Good right, night, hon. Love you. Good night. <sighs> Love you too. All right. Good guy. I know. Oh, I just ripped my heart out. Me too. Such a you know it's you know you you don't want any of your friends or anybody you know sick, but it's like you know Eric is just so like he's just we talked about it before just his enthusiasm for all of his pieces and it's just always so positive even in the pieces dark it's always such a positive delivery and then to see that poor guy down it's like damn Eric get better soon. Do you want to know my favorite Eric story? He called in one year on my birthday and read a poem to me on my birthday show, a poem about me on my birthday show. And he floored me so bad and had me absolutely sobbing, crying in tears. And it was because, you know, we all go through life, you know, especially when we go through a online life, you know, when our, our whole world is virtual, you know, feeling like we aren't yeah. seen. You know, does anybody really take the time to see you anymore? And when they can't see you, like, you know, our whole social encounters now are on the Internet and they can't see you anyway, you know. But, you know, I think all of us have that feeling that, you know, and, and maybe even that, that craving to know that we're, we're actually seen for who we are. 
Yeah, you know? I see it as relevant. Absolutely. And he read this poem, and in it were so many things that, it's like, how does he know that about me? How does he know that about me? Well, how did he know that? Because I am a very private person, but it was so full of very personal and, and intimate and sweet and tiny little tidbits of information about me that I didn't know. And he just picked up on them from things I said or, you know, interactions we had had or, and remembered them. And it just made me feel, it made me feel so uninvisible when he read that poem to know that somebody not, not only knew me, what I let them know about me, paid attention, knew me deeper than I knew they did. You know, it very, yeah, it very much that. endeared him to me like you could not believe. Yeah, he's, you know, Eric has a huge heart. And um, mm-hmm. and I was going to say that you, know, you, you are a private person, but you are a friend. You're a part of our family when you're on the air. So you will let little things out. And the fact that he was able to capture and remember all those things and put them together into a poem for your birthday, on your birthday show, I mean – what better gift, you know, really? I always like to use this as an example. How long have you and I been friends? Oh, boy. Um, I would say, you know, I want to say 20 years, but it's it's not quite that, but it's close to it, close to it, because I met you, like, almost immediately after I got on uh, MySpace. You were one of the first people that I encountered that extended a hand to me. And that was 2006, early 2006. So, um, it was the same time said, I first got on, too. I just started looking up poets and started clicking on people, and that's how I found you. See? It was meant to be. But, <laughs> it was. What was I going to say? There was something I was going to say. And you started out with how long have we known each other? Oh, Yeah. So how long we so we've known each other since way before this show's there's our long, long, long time. All three of mm-hmm. my children I have three boys and all three of my children are on my Facebook page. Would you know who they are? Do you have any idea who my kids are? Mm. No. But that's, that's- that's keeping fairness. things pretty tight to the chest, isn't it? That's, I mean, that's, so well, yeah, I'm a, so, I mean, that's pretty private. And then it's intentional. I mean, ever since when I started this show and my kids were getting emails, and we talked about that at the beginning of the show, when we were on this, we started the show and my kids were getting emails with my head on a coffin saying, your mom better watch out because our very first show, my very first show on the air had over, thousand listeners and that was Mm -hmm. far surpassed any other show that was on the network by at least two or three times and that made them not happy at all to have a brand new show come in and just dominate like our show did and so they were pretty they were pretty not nice about it so that's why you guys don't know you guys don't know who my kids are you know, that's part of the reason. But as long as we've known each other, for you not to know who my kids are, it says how private of a person I am. So when he wrote that poem, or he read that poem, and it had all those little details about me, you know, 
that I think that really speaks to the volume of what it meant to me to have him do that. It just was awesome. Well, I'm kind of feeling bad now. Why? Because I probably should know. You but, know. But the reality is, is that. But the reality There's is. There's no is way that, you'd that, know. Here's the thing. We've been yeah. friends for as long as we have, and I've known that about you early on about how private you are. So I don't. You know, we could have. And I know there are other people who have because people are different, but other than what I put out there, you know, I keep a lot of personal things private as well. Um, I've always respected that, and that's why, you know, we're not on the phone every week. We're not on the phone every month. We know each other, and we fall right in when we go do a show or when we, if you need to message me with something or something's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's always been um, purely out of respect. Yeah. You know, well, see, you not, you I'm know not, me. You know lots of things about me that nobody else knows. So. <laughs> no. That's, oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the, um, you know, the speakeasy. Uh, what I want to say before we go, before we end, is that, and it's and it's true every week. But I think, you know, all the bullshit you went through with in the early days. You know, all the 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 people not want being receptive to another style of poetry or. Or, or a type of poet or whatever, uh, and, 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 and just the, the crap you got, the emails, stuff like you're saying, and to persevere and to hold on as long as you have. And really, I would say for all the good things about the early shows, I would say that right mm-hmm. now, right now, as it stands, right now, on the 16th anniversary, maybe include the last few shows or whatever you want, this show is in overall – is better than ever. And I think it's better than ever because it's more we as a as a family on on air, on this show, are more receptive, more open, more supportive collectively than ever before. And I think that it's because is a the speakeasy is a safe place and I think that people have grown to trust that and know that that it's a safe place. There's no pretentiousness here. There's no grandiosis egos. There's no, there's none of that. I mean, we're just hanging out, doing what we love together. You know, nobody's judging. Nobody's being snarkier. It's important because, especially when you look at, you look at the show. I mean, I mean, just tonight's a a perfect example. I mean, the plethora of different voices and styles and people and, you know, just that cornucopia of just this wonderful expression in so many different ways, but so together also, so close-knit as a family is not only makes the speakeasy special. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm out in the cold, so I'm shivering a little bit. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's singularly unique. There's nothing like it. I was at a show, I got invited to a show by somebody several months back and I got on there and I, and I shit you not, I was on there listening to it and they were like, poetry is like, and I'm like, what the fuck did I walk into? And you could just, and I'm not putting it, for what they do, it's probably perfect. But it did not, I did not feel comfortable immediately. And there's no way I was going to call in. So, and uh, so 
so that that really does make the speakeasy the special place that it is. And the only there are just place. no egos here. It's like all egos are checked at the door. You know, Absolutely. and I know you guys. You, you always throw it back at me, but and that's very sweet of you. But I know that you know I am not the star of the show, and I think that's where a lot of shows have gotten in trouble. Is they try to be, they want it to celebritize them. They grow an ego. They're the you know, and when yeah. I was talking at the first of the show, and I said, you know, I'm just a door. I'm a door that opens, that allows you to come in, but you guys are the walls, and you're the tables, and you're the coffee cups, and you're the curtains, and you're the foundation, and you're the every beam and every board and every nail that built this place. That's you guys. I can, I, I can just unmute the phone, and you guys come on, and you read your poems, you interact with you each other. I never know who's going to be on the line or what they're going to say. You interact with each other and chat. I'm not your babysitter. I don't know what's going on in there half the time because I'm doing other stuff on the show. You know, so I don't think that you guys give yourself the credit that you deserve because you always try to throw it back on me and I, I don't know how to, to emphasize enough when I say that you guys should be proud of this community that you built. Think about 16 years of no drama, no one putting anyone else down, no one calling someone stupid because of the type of poems they've written, nobody being, you know, all Judgy McJudgerson, all of that stuff. It doesn't happen here. I can't control that. I can't control what you guys type in chat, and I can't control what comes out of your mouths on the radio. Once it comes out, I can mute you, but I can't control what comes out of your mouth. There's no delay here. You know, so you guys need to really be proud of the fact that that this is your, you own this, you built this. It's your fingerprints on every single inch of its foundation and walls and windows and, you know, every breath of life that's in it. You guys have done this. And I am in awe. That's why I can't quit. That's why we're here 16 years later. You know, how could well, I ever close that door on what you guys have created? Well, I think it's, I think it's really, it's really a circle, Myla. I think it's, uh, I understand and completely subscribe to everything you're saying. Um, but that's part of your selflessness as well. You have to understand that a lot of poets that come on, uh, even if they could get on board with that, which they should, and I think for the most part they do. But for a lot of us, it, it, you're, you're an integral part of it, more so than you may be letting on to right now. So I think there is truth to both sides of that, and I think that is what makes it special. What I'm doing right now, Jimmy? Macrame? No. The show comes on, for me it comes on between five and eight. Right during my dinner time. So you're eating. I'm actually sitting here very quietly eating the topping off a piece of pizza because you can't well, hear me chew that. Your- and I can't take a bite. I can't eat the pizza because, you know, then you get a, like a mouthful of crust and I'm going to try to talk. So I'm like, 
dusting off my olives, and there's a green pepper. Well, you still have another last poem to read. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just for you, Nyla. Well, for everybody, the speakeasy. For the speakeasy cafe, for the 16th anniversary of a place that's very near and dear to my heart. And I will read in in line with that. I will read a poem from the good old days. And it's part of my winter my, uh, word machine is Wonderland. Um, this was written in 2006, five days before Christmas. And it was called Story with No End. Somewhere in a nameless town, there's a frozen pond near a tire swing on an ancient oak. Beneath the icy mantle are the bones of children, while the brick spires still bellow with acrid smoke. Titters from the living children now at play shake me from my stone-cold reverie as I sit transparent on this sagging bench, ethereal, not really here, but I so long to be. Sleigh bells jingle jangle, horse-drawn carriages from another time. Bring out your dead! Cold, watery graves, no place to play. It's a barren, silent night, a never-ending day. Cracked ice, black dream, Lungs are membrane sacks, not rugged water skins or leather satchel sewn. I was only eight, too young to die. Slip, silent, drown quiet. Dreams cut short, unknown. My bones are clingy, snowy white, clinging with moss, a yuletide green, red Christmas blood long gone. My forgotten shrine, undiscovered oblivion, I shall wait a haunt until the coming thaw. Mine eyes watch the kids play with ectoplasmic tears for the boy I was and the man I'll never be. Splinter, crack, shatter, sound of breaking glass. Little Molly has slipped under, same fate befalling me. No, her shrieks resound, a garbled watery cry, shock of the frigidity, bone-numbing cold. I must save this girl, but what can I achieve? Just an old forgotten ghost, minus the ever afters told. I swoop down flying. Jesus, I must make good. She is almost dead, mirror of my own demise. I break the transparency, my pale arm now solid, rigid as that old oak branch. I lift her from the ice, coughing and sputtering, but she'll live to play as I died that day. So I haunt my bench again, for until my bones are consumed by earth, my spirit remains lost. I am a story with no end. End poem. Wow. That was incredible, love. Yeah, and she didn't, and little Molly didn't, didn't have the same fate as poor frozen blueberry, so there's, there's that. I know. I, I was thinking about that, too, that poor little blueberry. <laughs> 
you know, I posted this. I posted this recently, and I got some comments, and it was it was pretty cool because it's kind of what I think I was shooting for originally. Is that there's a lot of real stark uh, sadness in this poem for the for the little boy who's uh-huh. how it goes the, the story with no end, but his being able to save the little girl injects some positivity into it. And, you know, and I have always loved to play with that. I love to play with the stark and the light. And here we go again. So um, it was good mm-hmm. that, that folks were actually getting both sides of that. I think it was perfect. And nobody's nobody has to be thought out, so hey, that's a win. Hey. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, sweetheart. Anything you want to share to close out the show? Uh just that um I love to speak easy. And I love you, Nyla. And I love everything you do and it's important. Um, I think you see that every week with not just the poems read and the voices that we hear, but you hear it within the voices of how happy they are to be there. And um, it's really, it's it's truly a phenomenon that I'm proud to be part of. And if anybody wants to check me out, Word Machinist, everywhere you look, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, doing a lot of cool poetry videos. Nyla, I think you're a little behind. I might have to send you some uh, via Messenger. When you get time, you can take a look. We got the Krampus Knocked just posted. I was going to actually post that vocally in English and German, uh, but the German proved to be too tough, so I kept it just English. And, uh, hey... We'll be back uh, next week. Next week, um, it's going to be uh, <coughs> what is it? Three days before three days before Christmas. Anyway, it's going to be our last show before Christmas. So, I'm gonna yeah, try the twenty second. Yeah, I'm going to try to bring you my Irish uh, drinking ditty, "Merry Christmas," M A R R Y, and uh, what I consider my strongest Christmas piece. And I say that because, and I don't know if it's happened to you, it's happened to me, and I'm not talking about writing about things you've been through. I mean, if you write about something traumatic that you've been through, I can see that emotionally hitting anybody. Um, But when I write a story that's completely fictional, and I write it in a way, and I I don't even look at it, years go by, whatever, and I go back to read it again, and it hits me emotionally, and I'm the guy that wrote it. I mean, it started from nothing. You know, I think that's pretty powerful, and I think it's... uh, uh, and I'm going to have fun. It's going to be a rough video to put together because it's a long one. But I will definitely bring that next week. And that is called Five Christmas Wishes. Oh, I can't wait. That sounds amazing. I'm really looking forward to that. Well, thanks. hope you like it. Well, I already know I'll love it, but... Because I just know, I know these things. I'm like Miss Cleo that way. See? All right, hon, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being here since the very beginning. Thank you for being that beginning, for, you know, having fun with what I wrote, for commenting the way you did, pushing, for pushing like you do, encouraging. Just, you're amazing. And give your beautiful, beautiful wife a hug from me and tell her thank you for 
letting me steal you for the evening. Is that who is going to call in on the other line? Yeah. On the other set. Yeah, I was. That's what I was thinking. No, it never showed up on the. I was watching too because I didn't care if I took it out of order. If the, that that lit up, <laughs> I was going to grab her because <laughs> well, I figured that's what it was. It's a step in the right direction. She's that much closer, so maybe maybe eventually we'll get her on. I was very excited. All right, sweetheart, I'll let you go. I'll let you go back to your family. Appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you so much. All right, Nyla. Love you. Thank you for having me on, and it's just been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, baby. All right. All right, everyone. Good night, sweetie. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I'm very, very excited about tonight. It was just amazing. Thank you all for being here, both listeners and readers. Thank you for this community. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this with you. Thank you for keeping it growing, for being supportive and generous to each other. And I have so much respect and admiration for all of you. It's just uh, been an incredible journey last 16 years. I am going to close the show with a piece by Jason Tucker. Jason Tucker is the person who introduced me to online radio and took the Speakeasy Cafe out of group format and put it into a, a venue to where we were able to do this live on the air, um, do our radio show together. So if it were not for Jason, we wouldn't have made the conversion from an online writing group to a radio show. So I'm very appreciative to him, um, you know, for the encouragement he gave me to do this. And, you know, I can't even imagine what my life would be if I hadn't have done this. I can't even imagine it. Think how much I would have missed Anyway, guys, we'll see you next week. I love you all. Happy anniversary. This is called Nature of the Beast by Jason Tucker, and we'll see you soon. The Nature of the Beast by Jason Tucker. Moon lingers, glistens as nature listens to our call. Silken fingers incite the torrent of the rainmaker's squall. In nature's element we unite, and Cytheria's employ on this night. Praise the casting shadows of the light, fading all but the sight of you. Only you transform this lycanthrope's hunger. Prowling, devouring, a spell you cast I fall under. Enchanted wonder, your physique, unique in stride and technique, with the wand you wave. You're in grave danger, treading water in this turbulent sea. Rendered beach swimmer to the slaughter of the shark of fervent plea. Let me eat you.
give in to the nature of this violent beast, and rest assured your fate's design is the very least of your worries. Better hurry, swim while you can against the tide. Your tiresome, powerless prowess is in for one hell of a ride as I tear inside the flesh, rip apart your thighs. You can't hide from this outcome, purging my hunger, casting asunder your limbs at my beckoning whim. And that's just where we begin. Savored flavors of fluids kiss. Every predator's undying bliss to ingest the divine, slowing the hands of time. My prey, by design, screams as if awoken to dreams of nectar flowing from my chin in cascading streams. Raining upon the chest of the beast, pouring forth the fluids, your desires released. Further fervor increased to an explosive eruption at the waiting lips of your lichen's consumption. Every drop falls in place. What a wonderful taste. Under a beautiful moon, with a beautiful creature, I hope to meet one day soon.